0: Welcome to the Chelsea fancast, fuelled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that has as much personality, almost, as Chelsea's young guns, and like London, is most definitely blue. Uh, now, much to discuss with the hectic Christmas schedule throwing up three matches since we last recorded. I guess if you'd have offered us wins against both Spurs and Arsenal and a home defeat to Saints, we would have taken it. No doubt another home defeat, this time to lowly Southampton, was very disappointing. But you just can't beat the ecstasy of beating your two biggest London rivals in their own backyard in the space of a week. Factor in beating Mourinho and overriding Arsenal's manager bounce and condemning them to their fourth home defeat in a row for the first time since 1959. And then it was a very merry Christmas for Chelsea supporters. Um,
1: Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) <laughs> that needed a
0: pants It did, didn't it? I totally agree. Now, arguably, even more important is the development curve for Chelsea's youngsters from winning uh, must-win matches, which means so much to the fans. Also good to see that the Boo Boys' favourites, Alonso and Willian, still know what what's what when it comes to beating Spurs and Arsenal. All of this augurs well for the new year and the rest of the season. If only Frank and Jody can come up with an answer to our poor home form – Perhaps it's as simple as either playing Spurs or Arsenal every week or maybe just playing away every week. Anyway, I've
2: got a solution. I've got a solution. It's um uh, is is build the new stadium and then we're forced to play away every week.
0: I did see a tweet. I did see a tweet to that effect. Yes. Okay. So as you as you as you both been You know, a typical kind of Christmas spirit. You're both being wonderfully naughty and interrupting my soliloquy at the beginning. But I don't know if this is a punishment or not, Jonathan, because I know of all people, you will understand the double meaning behind the title for tonight's show. So if you could do it in the style of Brian Kant, that's the clue. If you could do it in the style of Brian Kant, you can announce the title for the show tonight. Play away. The Chelsea fancast number four hundred and eighty-six. Well done, J.K. Or didn't he do it in a more kind of play away? Oh, sorry, Chief. didn't he? I
2: was thinking more of Jack Ori. Yes, sorry. yes. There we go. All right,
0: play
1: away, play
0: away. Uh, which uh, seemed to be—it's no, it's all right, Jonathan. I, did I, did I cue you up for it? Did I give you? any more direction than that well, no i didn't i'd be tuned
2: in but you were wrong
0: as to you be were...
1: fair i don't even know who you're talking no about, it was before so you we were born
0: love me. before you were born love that's why i'm but afraid to...
2: it was actually i was a teenager when play away was on yeah
0: i was a child obviously exactly. You know, exactly exactly that
2: says a lot doesn't it It does really?
0: bless your heart but um yeah for those Did of you, you a banana for those of you uh, not listening through the round window uh, and have no idea what jonathan and i are talking about uh, the title of tonight's show, Play Away, the Chelsea fancast number 486, uh, obviously refers to the fact that we are much better playing away and maybe it's a uh, kind of a desire to do just that. But also, Play Away was a very bizarre uh, kind of 60s, 70s children's TV series on the good old BBC. And if you Google or go to YouTube uh, and put in Play Away, you will know what we're talking about. There you go. Now... Um, Well I I mean it's a bit late to introduce you both But of course you have also been listening to the dulcet tones Of the one and only Mr Jonathan Kidd Hello I'm eating a banana There we go (laughs) More information than we probably needed. I hope it's his own. That's all I can say. And don't throw it at anybody, uh, particularly at uh, White Hart Lane. Uh, Alex, Hello. bit controversial, obviously. Alex Churchill, uh, who I I just feel I haven't spoken to you for simply bloody ages. But uh, no. no, she's terrible. Where have you been? You actually, do you know what? You might not remember this. You you were on the Chelsea fancast a little while ago, but you did a no show. Really? Yes. Yes.
1: Do you know what? I've been to France. France, uh, Belgium, New York, Rwanda and Uganda. And I leave for Thailand on Sunday. There
0: you go. Maybe, maybe you, you
1: I don't even know what day it is if I'm yeah, honest is yeah. it a Monday
0: it is a Monday it's so a uh, she's saying
2: Chidges? we're very lucky to have her so shut <laughs> up. no I'm not
0: I'm not <laughs> complaining I, I was it was merely saying how delighted I am I always love having Alex on the show as you all know but uh, I, I haven't se- right. I know, know and I, but I haven't seen her either and I like seeing Alex because she brightens up my little I sad did a life. No-show. I think you must have been away and you forgot no, that, um, yeah.
1: No, I think she
2: was at home and she just didn't want to come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're such a
0: bitch, aren't you? Anyway. You're such did, a right? Did we do it? Did, uh, uh, I should be careful how I say this, but did we do it together, Jonathan, or did we invite somebody at the last minute?
1: We've got
2: a last minute Did we? Along. I think Clayton came Clayton along Clayton
0: filled game. in. Yeah, there you go. So there we go. Anyway, look, we have got Alex on the show tonight, which is, I think, a lovely way to end the year. Now, on the show tonight, uh, we are going to look back had an excellent win over Arsenal, where Chelsea's youngsters, I think, came of age and dug one out by, by coming from behind uh, to win for the first, well, to win for the first time this season coming from behind, if I could actually write properly. Uh, in part two, uh, we look back at another home defeat, boo, this time against Southampton. And what can Frank and Jody do to sort out our poor home form? And in part three, uh, we look at the fantastic win uh, at. Oh, I've just lost the script because I've hit the wrong button. Boop. There you go. In part uh, three, we look back at the fantastic win against Mourinho Spurs, where William was the conqueror and proved that he still hates Tottenham, don't we all? Uh, in part four, we read out this week's emails and then look ahead to the matches against Brighton on New Year's Day and Nottingham Forest on Sunday in the Football Association Cup. And I have to say that uh, we got loads of emails this week, some of which I've actually interspersed in the relevant, uh, you know, game bits, if you like, but uh, the ones at the end are are more generic and actually very funny. A lot of song-related emails this week, so do not go anywhere, and don't forget we'll be talking about the Brighton and Forest game right after the email, so don't do what you normally do and piss off when the emails start. Don't think I don't notice you lot in Mixler. I've got eagle eyes, you know, because there'll be more football chat after that. Right. Uh, Talking to Mixler, don't forget you can listen to the show every Monday live at 7pm by going to Mixler, which is M-I-X-L-O-T-M-I xlr.com forward slash chelsea fancast where of course you can join in the chat as so many of you do i tell you what mate we've got a healthy dose of people in there tonight considering uh, i should actually fess up I'm, I'm still very much in holiday mode jonathan and i didn't bother to start writing the script until about quarter past four uh which is very you re-
2: about to say uh, some consequently i'm not wearing any trousers
0: no but- no i'm definitely <laughs> no i'm definitely wearing trousers but basically i cooked myself a nice big lunch and then i sat down and watched sky's documentary on how England won the uh, Cricket World Cup, which actually brought me to tears, I have to say. It was, mo- it was a moche, mate, a moche. Uh, They've
1: been having a right old discussion in there already about the worst player of the decade. There's some great ones Oh,
0: I know, they are. Well, we haven't, I haven't actually scripted any of that stuff because we've got so much real live football to talk about. If we do get time, which of course we won't, um, uh, we may well do that. Uh, talk uh, about. So
1: far, I think Tijibijibiji is the... We could, we could make time. We could
2: make time by... Not replying very well to any of your questions. Yeah, we could do that. We could do <laughs> that. word
1: answers.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. we'd be there to discuss who was the the uh, the decade's worst player. Well, have, I'd, rather, I'd rather talk about Chelsea, personally.
0: Well, indeed, so would I. Uh, uh, but they are having fun in there. There's a lot of them in there, which is great, uh, which is always great to see. I won't read them all out. But Sean B. Kurt, Jack CFC, lovely Claire McConnell, Nobby Steelers, uh, Matt Thomas, Praj, Blue in Oz, Torhouse... Arrivaro, Adam Finnegan, to name just a few, but the usual suspects are in there, which is lovely to see. Happy Christmas to you all. Haven't had a chance to say that to you. And, uh, of course, Happy New Year, because that, of course, is the day after tomorrow. So there you go. Right, after this very short break, we'll be talking Arsenal-Chelsea. Well, 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 well. She, um, I mean, I, I was actually very confident that that, uh, that we would win this. And I said as much on my radio show in the morning with Uncle Paul Mortimer because I just thought we're better than Arsenal because they are really awful. And signing a, you know, a very inexperienced new manager in Arteta, I didn't think was going to sort out the systemic weaknesses in Arsenal. And then, of course, they bloody well scored. And I just thought, oh, no. Oh, no. But... Uh, to kind of go to the end before we talk about the beginning, in a sense, uh, Alex, uh, w- what what I was really pleased about at the end of the match, uh, other than beating Arsenal, which I just love to do, I love inflicting misery on that horrible little club in North London, but I loved the fact that we kind of sucker-punched them. It was We rope-a-doped them. And, and actually, more to the point, as I said in the intro, we really dug a result out there. And I think, you know, Frank, Frank's complained a lot, hasn't he, this season about, you know, the team needing to show personality uh, and they actually did. They they kind of balled that one out. And I was more pleased with that, in a way.
1: Definitely. First of all, I have to say that the icing on the cake was when Drogba put on Twitter a clip of Tammy's goal and rubbed their noses in it even more, just in case they'd forgotten who he was and what he used to do to them. He oh, posted yes. a very exuberant tweet about how awesome Tammy's goal was and destroying Arsenal. Uh, but- Yeah, JK and I sat there after the game on Boxing Day and and had a bit of a paddy about how we have not once come behind from behind under Frank and how six games going behind in the league, we'd lost six games and that that was something we absolutely did not feel that this team could do was to go behind and then turn a game round. And by God, they did it. Frank did it with his substitutions, but the players did it as well. And like you say, that is going to be such a massive confidence boost to those young players to know that if it doesn't all go to plan and we don't score early and control the whole game, we can still dig a result out. That was the real progress for me.
0: Yeah, I totally, totally agree. I mean, I mean, you know, let, let's kind of now start, uh, if you like, at the beginning, Jonathan. I mean, I, 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 think you know, it's not often that I come up with anything resembling any sense uh, in terms of an understanding of the game or, or tactics. But I had a, a, a weirdly kind of, uh, kind of, a, a moment of epiphany during the match, and I scribbled it down. And this is what I wrote. I said, not for the (laughs) first...
2: E-B-H-I-F-A-M-Y.
0: Very good. Not for the first time this season, our weakness has been identified. Because I thought thought Arsenal really did play very well, actually, that first half an hour, because they were absolutely at it. Um, But... What they did was they pressed high, and I just thought, if you put our defence under, under pressure in possession, they will give the ball away, and then the opposition can very, very quickly turn it into a dangerous attack. But and, the, and other side, like yeah, the other
2: side... disappointed. Yeah,
0: the other side of that coin is that it also means that if they put our defence, who are not very good on the ball, under pressure, it means we can't mount an attack by playing it out from the back, and that means our entire game plan is undermined. And I have to say, credit to Arteta, because I think he figured that out beautifully, and Arsenal, you know, they absolutely uh, did what what he wanted him to do, and I thought they were very, very good that half an hour, and we looked appalling as a result, didn't we?
2: But as a consequence of their tactics, I mean, he was almost it was going to be likely, wasn't it, that it would be uh, new manager bounce, you know, because that's happened to us already this season or new person who's in charge bounce. So I, I didn't expect it was going to be an easy ride from the beginning, but he clearly is uh, um, a, a tactical um, man of competence because and also he's been sitting with Guardiola, who's, who's likely to be passing on a few gems. So uh, the fact that they were very narrow and very, um, uh, very compact as, as uh, they kept saying on the television was um, was uh, an obvious thing that was that, that would for me I thought that they'll stop us from playing. That was my immediate reaction to the whole thing. but um, uh, I was bemused that uh, we sort of maintained this this attempt at the uh, three343 three for so long. Um I'm, I'm, I'm sounding ridiculous because he did change it at 36 minutes, whatever it was. But it was pretty obvious early on that they just couldn't do anything. It was a complete straitjacket. But the one other thing that, that I, I thought at the time, I thought they were so energetic, Arsenal, in a way that I hadn't seen them this season. I thought they're not going to keep this going. And it's that usual thing of, you know, that if you if, if a new team attempts to play the way that... Um, that city play they'll the, you know it takes some ages and sure enough they they ran out of steam as well as frank changing the tactics but i really thought that um, at the beginning we were going to the game would be over i thought they'd score three times so i thought the the fact that we did pretty well to keep them down to one and then as you say he uh, the the, the masterstroke of taking on emerson taking off emerson which was almost um, original Mourinho-esque in its uh, execution because it was early on in the first half, and he looked very down-crested, didn't he? Old uh, well, old, he,
1: old he, he,
0: he did. I think it, it's interesting, you know, because I, I I don't think he had a good game. I'll be no, honest with you, well. but I, I I I don't think many of them were in that first half an hour. I, I I'm not. I think he's getting a lot of abuse, and I and I and I'm not entirely convinced all of it is warranted but he was for me Alex the the obvious one to sacrifice because you know clearly we needed to get a foot on the ball we needed somebody who can you know just keep the ball for a minute or two and Jorginho is obviously that man and we were absolutely getting mo- monstered in midfield so we had to put a man in there so given that I thought you know I thought Frank absolutely and Jody has to be said bang on decision doing it but here's the thing Alex should we criticize Frank for getting it wrong in the first place or should we praise him for getting it right ultimately well half an hour is pretty quick to be fair isn't it
1: yeah earliest substitution he's ever made I think without an injury prompting it and it was uh yeah it was recognition that my plan isn't working this isn't working and it's like bad for Emerson but he's the one that's got to go he's the least flexible out of all the defenders that were on the pitch And you don't need to
2: play right back because Rudiger's played right back for Germany,
1: yeah. Didn't he put Tomori out?
2: Tomori went right,
1: yeah. Tomori went right, then it
2: didn't work. That was when they started pressurizing Tomori, but that was
1: another brave change from Frank to go with the kid, um, and put him on as a bona fide right back and trust him to hold, which he absolutely did. But I'm, I mean, I'm reading that we're pretty resigned to losing him already because PSG... Yeah, PSG have been sniffing for a long while and they're looking at the right backs in front of him. Um, concern about opportunities and stuff is cited, but PSG are after him and he's out of contract soon, apparently. So, because l- l-
0: l- let's, let's move. I mean, I can skip down the old list here and let's, let's talk about Lamptey because I, I must confess I didn't know an awful lot about him. In fact, I remember they had a shot of the bench uh, at the beginning of the game, Jonathan, and I was sitting there going, who's that?
1: Who's that 12? <laughs> I yeah, did exactly
2: I the same thing. Yeah. Thought, What's that young lad there? Is he a mascot who just? Well, I didn't.
0: up to d- the bench. But he was bloody marvellous, J.K. I mean, that oh, pass he put through to uh, Tammy. Yeah. Uh, in the you know, was which it was William? just beautiful. No, no, it was to Tammy. I'm pretty sure right, it was to right, Tammy. Right. Who who then shot against the keeper, didn't he? Or, or he, he shot too late. But it was a beautiful oh, yeah, pass. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody hell! Another one what? comes out. Where are they all coming from? It's outrageous.
2: Unbelievably speedy. Yeah, but it's so it's so necessary that all these players are quick. It really is, and we I, I feel that with the last few games, even in the, other than the Spurs game, we we stopped. Our, we've been stopping playing the crisp passing, and re, when we seem to get under pressure, he just they trying re, they rely on on booting the ball down the pitch. I suppose that if you've got three players on you, it's very difficult to be act pass accurately. But this is what they were doing early on in the season. Three players would approach them, and they'd. They just rifle they off. They panic basically,
0: don't they? But uh, I've got—I've got to say, Jacob. I mean, I've—I've I've said in the script, haven't I? Zuma and Rudiger's distribution from the back is awful. Oh. But actually, I, let's let's you know, be very frank here. I think Rudiger doesn't half like punting it upfield aimlessly and out out into touch. Which I think somebody needs to have a word with him, man, because it's just not how we're playing at the moment.
2: I actually thought that he was very loose cannonish in the whole of the game at the weekend. But I, I, there's something about him which is just slightly scary because... Well, that's you kind say, of good in a way.
0: <laughs> you well, don't mean that kind of scary, better, though,
2: you. do you? <laughs> it's for the whole of the season because we haven't got a kind of player like that. But it seems to come down to me when he gets under pressure, he he just panics, boots the ball up in the air practically, which is you don't really want in this kind of classy football that Frank's trying to play. But let's see. Let's You know, I, I agree completely that their their distribution with the bat is... Uh, is not what it should be and in fact it's when it's when they're under pressure because there was huge huge pressure for the first uh, for the first half when, as, but until in fact he made the substitution as you say it was um, they were really sussed uh, i I'm, i i think he panicked himself into playing 3-4-3 again because um he attempt- I don't know about
0: panic it worked so well against spurs too, didn't he
2: he tried to play 4-4-2 against southampton he didn't play the 3-3 three, three again against them and that failed so uh, I think he thought, let's try and revert to the Spurs setup. The trouble is, A, he hasn't got Alonso, who is perfect for 3-4-3, but not great in 4-4-2. And, um, uh, and it just wasn't the same, was it? Um, uh, well, and, well, it, I, I, it was the same. It was just horrendous playing it with that system that, that uh, Arteta had set up.
0: I mean, it's bizarre, isn't it? Because we've, we've moaned a lot all season, Alex, about Emerson not really being a you know a good fullback but a better fullback than Alonso but maybe he's a better wingback but actually he's not as good as a wingback as Alonso so I I have some sympathy with Frank and what the other thing I didn't realize actually was that uh well we'll get onto this in the Southampton game but Mount Mount was ill so that's why I think you know it's interesting I was talking about this on the radio yesterday Alex that, that there's a lot of things that we just don't know and we assume usually the worst and it's not often the case that that is in fact the case um so i mean look the other thing i heard actually which is quite interesting alex is that uh, other than the the substitution uh which i think you, you know it didn't work immediately i would say but i think it had some impact you could tell that we started to get into the game after about 35 minutes which was pleasing um much better second half i thought chelsea absolutely dominated the match um but i hear that there was some home truths spoken at half time alex and not only did Frank have a bit of a severe word, but they had some severe words with each other, which I actually completely condone.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm hearing it was along the lines of, "Guys, do you want to pull your finger out for the three thousand four bastards that are sitting out there that are paid to come and watch this?" Um, was basically the gist of his half-time talk. But yeah, there was there uh, there were there were no hair and stuff like that. But didn't was they have a, a serious, scratch in the like... tunnel?
2: Wasn't it in the tunnel that they they had a go at each other? That's what I heard.
1: I'm not. I mean, I vaguely recall. Um, a big scrap in the second half, still between Rudiger and Kepa
0: About I saw that
1: Kepper yes. leaving a ball for Rudiger, and Rudiger going absolutely off his tits at him. But but yeah, I, I, I like f- that. I no, I, 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 do. I love
0: that. You, do you know. know I
1: remember Czech and Ivanovic never stopped. No, did they? exactly.
0: John Terry would b- absolutely bark at people. Drogba would have a go at anybody. But you see know, was
1: half time talk. Yeah, <laughs> at <you> Munich. Know. <laughs> if, yeah, someone's <laughs> yeah. got to say it and.
0: You've I'm up for a, that.
1: Yeah, you've absolutely. You've got. If you can't, you see these people every day of lo- your life. You work with these people. If you can't tell them, they're being a dick and sort it well, out. We, then, I mean,
0: we do it for Christ's yeah. sake. I wouldn't I expect tell anything. You're
1: a dick all the yeah, time.
0: Yeah, you know, you and I have had <laughs> fallings out, but I mean, you know, we, 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 we kiss and I'm make up. Into tears, though, if you
2: tell me off.
0: Yeah, I know you're a bit of <laughs> a sensitive soul. You you nearly made me cry at shouting at me one time. I seem to recall. So you know, <laughs> yes, we, I loved yeah. it. I loved it. You know, we all we all do it, but it's because we care about what we do and ultimately we care about each other and I think that's the whole thing you don't want to let people down you don't want to let yourself down you don't want to let your teammates down you don't want to let the manager down you certainly don't want to let those fans down I think you know I I, I suspect I've pretty much you know said exactly what Frank said in the in the dressing room at half time and I'm all for that I have to say but there you go um there was another controversial element. I mean, I obviously I was getting quite, you know I was getting some quite ribbled uh messages from uh, uh various uh, Arsenal chums yesterday as you can expect. Uh has to be said I did start them. So so I, I deserve no sympathy really. But they all started bleating and bleating and bleating uh about uh you know Jorginho should have been sent off uh for uh for you know for grabbing Doozy's shirt. My own personal view of this is that, yeah, I suppose so. Letter of the law, he could have got a second yellow, but I, I think the referee didn't give it because. And I think I, actually, I shall read you. This is what I, this is what I said to uh, uh, an Arsenal mate who who was you know whinnying on about it. Um, <laughs> whinnying.
1: That's exactly what it, they do. Uh,
0: hard <laughs> when guy. It, this is what he said. He said hard when guy who scored equaliser should not have been on pitch, but we did score enough in period of domination. I said, Gwen Doozy not punished for doing the same, as in what he did to Tammy Abraham, which should have been a penalty, and throwing himself to the floor like a second-rate silent movie stuntman. There you go.
1: Well, there's also the picture of Louise with his foot in Kante's face as well, which if that's not a red card offence, I don't know what is. And the fact that Kante's short isn't an excuse But, yeah, it's typical Arsenal. It makes me die when they start with the same old Chelsea always cheating and you just think, oh, just fuck off. Just do bugger off. They Mm. literally, they're, they're so entitled and smug, aren't they? And they think that their poo does not stink and it's so nice getting one over on them oh, making them look silly
0: they've all they've all been giving it large about uh, tin pot small club uh you know it's all to do with corrupt russian money so i i, I basically tweeted a picture of uh uzmanov to them uh, earlier on just to shut them up
1: <laughs> you know lovely
0: i mean and that, that's that's of course i mean what i love about chelsea fans they've all been hammering hammering into them about uh, henry norris of course but uzmanov uh, is perhaps more pertinent but there you go um anyway uh Jorginho was still on the pitch thank I I do think he was lucky to stay on Jonathan to be fair you know I, we've all seen Paulson at work
2: Well I think I think there were several things uh in his mitigation one of which was as 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 um Alex has just said he he did throw himself to the ground with a great aplomb um asking for the for these uh, the the send to be asking for him to be booked and sent off and they then waggled their hands around for yellow cards um so uh and he wasn't very consistent Porson, because he was he attempted not to give any yellow cards and then found himself giving three Chelsea yellow cards in the space of about six minutes but um Louise's uh non-foul because it wasn't given should actually have been a red card because it, it's it's also about intent
1: yeah and, Re- um,
0: reckless endangerment absolutely reckless and it
2: was comp- as bad as um the spurs goalies um body check on uh, Alonso the other day it really was a ridiculous foul and uh, at least a yellow card in which case he then he'd have then been yellow carded again because he did something similar not similar but some other foul later on that he was yellow carded for yeah, so
0: had, had he, Luis not been on the pitch then he wouldn't have been there to miss the cross from which Jorginho scored so
2: oh that's true and he probably got <laughs> it in the way of his own goalkeeper you're absolutely right yeah he
1: did
0: he was he was brewing for a scrap all game
1: wasn't all he Luis
2: game. All game. Yeah. Which, who did he, he? He smashed. I think he got booked for smashing into William, didn't he? Yeah, did he? Did you
1: see him snub William in the tunnel? Which fair enough. You don't. I would have been annoyed if they'd all been cuddling him in the tunnel. But he sort of came out very late and stood at the back of the line. And William went over and said, "Like, you all right?" and elbowed him and gave him a little chuckle. And he's just went, "Not now, leave me alone." And it was yes, quite he, funny. Didn't,
2: he didn't want to see to be his pal. Having said that, there was a lovely shot. you own a restaurant. After the day of them all, the all, all love, embracing yeah. each other, wasn't there? That yeah. they all knew each other so well, but they, they own a restaurant together?
1: together. You don't have to. pretend well, no, to of, hate course him <laughs> Louis. of course they do, Of course they do. Yeah, you can. You <laughs> can say talk, talk to you later, weak. mate, without pretending you hate him now. That's
0: right. But I mean, you know, when I when I used to play football at the exalted level at uh, which I played it, um, if I was playing against a mate, he would be. He would always be the first person I would two foot in the game. It's just, <laughs> you, I mean, have I got this horribly wrong or something? But isn't that what rivalry's about? Isn't that what friendships really all about? I would absolutely. I've too- any friends left. Two,
1: two footed uh, well, each other. Well, <laughs> only you lot,
0: you know, and I don't know why you like me either. I think maybe you don't. Maybe you just like the airspace. M- I don't Metaphorically, know. Metaphorically, you do foot me every <laughs> week. Yes indeed. If I paid you I would be paying you to be my friends but uh, I don't pay you so you clearly can't be my friends either but I think
1: it did it did <laughs> cap it for me when Lacazette got a booking for begging for Jorginho to be sent off because that's how you should deal with players doing that, and absolutely that was just funny. right. And then the utter indignation of all the goons just, just made it, to be I honest.
0: Know. I, I love it, I love boiling their piss, I really do. I mean, the other thing I would actually like to, to I mean, but you know, Jorginho, you know, let, we, we should have a we should have like it's almost like a you, people have a a minute's uh, kind of Buddhist reflection, we should have a minute's Buddhist reflection for Jorginho because. I mean, having absolutely rightly, I think, coated him off a lot last season. For I think, I think there's at one point I said, "What's the point of getting rid of Fabregas to replace him with another midfielder who can't run and can't tackle, uh, but can pass?" But he's turned into a, a real leader for the team, and he gets his foot stuck in. He's, I mean, he's 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 now on six yellow cards. I think he hey. absolutely. Eight. He, eight even better well played uh georginio and he's getting stuck in and i love it i love to see it and uh i, I did think it was sorry, I'm, I'm just finish yeah. this point I, I, what i thought was hilarious though it's a bit like um you know there are thugs in this world and there are people who just can try very hard to be a thug but just can't do it and and i think really georginio is the latter he, he's trying to be a hard man and he's basically as soft as butter uh and he, and he took down Lacazette, didn't he? Uh, so cynically, ended up on his ass, And Lacazette really was about to go for him. And he curled up like a little baby saying, don't hit me, don't hit me. <laughs> and then and Tomorrow then I, lo- I love the fact that tomorrow is always the first in. The slightest sniff of aggro, have you noticed this recently? tomorrow yeah. is first on the scene, mate. I love it. Brilliant.
1: I just think we're seeing uh, Kovacic and Jorginho. We had not seen what they were pre Sari. Everyone else, we knew what they were. They were the new boys and they got utterly coated off because of the fact that they were, we didn't see their potential because we just saw them being sort of bludgeoned with Sari and his awful football. Um, But now we're seeing them unshackled and they're both fantastic. I'm pretty sure Real Madrid poo their pants every time they see Kovacic play well for us because they could do with him.
0: Yeah, I, well, I, I'm loving Georgie. I'm loving Kovacic. I think he's been one of our players of the season. But I'm loving Jorginho. or or J Five as they're now calling him, Jonathan. I'm sure you're delighted by that sobriquet. Well,
2: um, what's the reason for that? Because he's five and he's J. That's right. Yes. Oh, that's pretty simple, isn't it? Oh,
0: it okay. is. It is. Um, right. I want to, want to talk about uh, Tammy Abraham, who uh, I just abs- I'm, I'm loving him every game. Uh, I'm loving him a little bit more, but. Uh, it was a really good finish, wasn't it? I mean, he's evolving into a really good striker. I, I love what they said on Match of the Day about him last night, Jonathan. Actually, not least because it was Ian Wright, and Ian Wright knows a thing or two about being a striker. But the way that he he grew into the game, he kind of got better and better in the game. Uh, it helped a bit by the change of formation, the fact he was getting more service, but it's his link-up play as well. and And, and, and that's the point that Ian Wright was making, that... You know, if you, if you can't find the net, if you can't get a goal, then as a you striker, keep going. Yeah, you've yeah. got to link the play up, you've got to hold the ball up. And he's, he seems to be getting better and better at that, but it was a sublime finish, wasn't it?
2: It's a bit like English batsmen dealing with um, the hostility of the new ball nipping all over the place and them uh, staying in, knowing that the ball will get softer yes. and they'll, uh, they'll then be able to make the runs, if only the English batsmen actually applied those laws to uh, to their batting at the moment he said disappointedly um but yeah i thought i felt the fact that he kept going and he kept his head up and it was a completely fabulous goal i just i i was so um exhilarated by it just because of his he really does have have that ability if the if the, if the centre half isn't absolutely on top of him, which in this instance he's unlikely to be because he's being stretched because of the pace of the attack, his quick feet, his ability to flick the ball from one foot to the other, turn round, Place it in the corner or place it through the I mean obviously it's a fluke going through the goalie's legs, but nonetheless getting a crisp shot on target was immaculate and oh God.
1: But it was the whole movement. It was uh, William yeah. Tammy, William Tammy, in. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, three well, well, parts. Huge, huge praise to William for for hurtling down <laughs> the wing ahead of the full the fullback who's ten years younger than him. I mean absolutely magnificent and yeah. then as they kept saying it, it, and what well, I thought at the time always oh, taking it just slightly too wide but then to drill it back and for them for Tammy just how many touches one two three into the back of the net it was completely phenomenal cue all the all the fans in the corner exactly on the angle of where he shot the ball into the net going absolutely berserk it was fantastic fantastic moment particularly after the uh the cudgelling of the first 35 minutes, it was, uh, it was, it was brilliant. And as we've said, testimony to, to Frank's substitutes, I felt he even kept it going. I thought, um, a was, uh, the best I've seen him all season other he than kept
1: changing the, it, didn't he? It wasn't yeah. one tactical change. It was constant it was over tinkering. and over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Very cleverly done. It really, because it just turned the screw, um, except for Adoy's. uh, Almost giving them the goal, giving the ball away for the just before we had the attack, um, which we scored the second, and then he got the actually um, really significant header, um, into William's path. So William then set the attack up. It was, uh, um, I mean,
1: credit to Arteta for what he came out with. I mean, yeah. for a guy with a head made out of a piece of Lego, it wasn't bad, <laughs> but in the end. Frank just relentlessly broke it down I think. It was as much Frank's victory as it was the players on the pitch and I think, he relentlessly I say, broke I think, down. I, I, what I think they were trying to do.
2: Yeah. I, mean, I think the amount of concentration and energy that they they it necessitated for them to try and play that way was too much for them and they they then just just fell apart a bit. So uh, um but all, but all huge credit to Frank and Jody. There was a lovely moment where they they were there was a close up of them thinking about what they were going to do and and jody suggested something and frank looked a bit quizzical and then vice versa and you thought what are they going to do next and that's when they brought lampty on so obviously that was the uh they were thinking is he going to be able to do it but they needed somebody instead of tomorrow who was apparently
0: apparently jk um frank asked him he said well you know are you sure you know can can he is he going to do be able to do this and jody said it'd be brilliant he won't let you down You'll just go, yeah, yeah, so there you go,
1: yeah,
2: but um, he didn't he didn't I mean and he's
1: it... been with us since under seven, so Jody would know, us.
0: yeah, 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 definitely, look, talking about Tammy, I think you know something that might have gone a bit under the radar is that in the second half, uh certainly the last kind of half an hour, Mount was playing a lot closer to Tammy, and I think that that really helped him. I think one of the problems when he, when he, when he can seem a bit ineffective is when he gets a bit isolated. And I kind of like the fact that Mount started to play a lot closer to him and they were able to link up a lot better. And even when Mount was trying to you know, get back and pick the ball up from quite deep, he would always try and really, really quickly get close to Tammy. And I I, I kind of like that and I kind of hope that that carries on. I'm not kind of saying that we should play with two up front, but I do like the fact that Mount uh, does play a lot closer to Tammy when he's on. Particularly if we've got somebody who's playing a fullback who can you know, get up onto the flank quickly if Frank has put Mount in a more kind of, you know, uh, wide position, which he's, he's been doing a bit recently. What do you think about that, JK?
2: Um, I, I'm, I'm, well spotted. I hadn't noticed that that was happening and, but it makes sense because he, when he gets, when he's on his own, he gets a bit isolated, as you say, and, um, and he gets the ball frequently with a flick and there's nobody there or, uh, so, um, it, it I think an area that he has to improve is his heading because he did have a one on one with the from a um was it from a corner when he actually should have put the put the goalie under pressure but it, it appears to be a big learning curve for him and I I'm I'm impressed that that progress is made you know you've just got to take your hat off to that with him it's um uh it, it, he he when he's on his own he can get a little bit um uh bossed by both centre halves, but I think if there's somebody working with him, it makes great sense that they're then distracting, um, just distracting the, the, distracting them. They are they just he is a distraction for the two centre halves, so um, he, he's got more opportunity to, to,
0: to do his stuff. You know, I, I'm. Um, but he can play football, that's the thing, Jonathan. Yeah, He's not just a great big lump of a, of a striker. I mean, he's tall as hell, but he's not a big lump like he's Costa was. He's very skillful. Isn't he's he? He is he? He's got the
1: best skillful control player. of anyone we've had up front since Drogba.
0: Absolutely, and I'm glad you mentioned Drogba, Alex, because here's the thing. why One of the reasons why Frank Lampard was so successful at scoring goals was because he used to link up with Drogba so effectively from midfield. And given that Frank is manager, given that uh, he really is the mentor to Mason Mount, I wonder if Frank is trying to encourage a similar kind of relationship. I really hope so, because I well, think he could thrive. The
1: difference in Tammy, after Mount came off, was on was palpable. And the whole game changed when Mount came on. Yes, because of the formation, um, but also as well because of the link-up play. And I think you've nailed it there. I think if Frank isn't trying to make that between those two, then he'd be an idiot and Frank is not an idiot.
0: And, and, and of course they played together a lot of youth. Anyway, moving swiftly along as timers are moving on. Lovely to see uh the players and manager at the end going to the fans. I'm loving that this season. It's it's what we've been missing for far too long long. London is most undoubtedly blue. Um but uh it also means we're fourth at the end of the year. Uh, which is lovely actually in fact we've consolidated our position somewhat having been rather worried that we might uh even lose it but we're now uh, we're in fourth on uh, on 35 points man united are on 31 and spurs are on 30 so there's a bit of uh, blue water there which is good but the thing is uh, jk did you expect this by the end of this year
2: um after the first few games we had yes um um I suppose I thought I was hoping for the beginning of the season, but it was it was a leap into the unknown for us all, wasn't it? Um, I think we've been slightly spoilt by them playing so well early on, so therefore the 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 losses have been much more of a disappointment. I think if they'd been spread out, we'd be less um critical of them. Uh, uh, I, I think he's he set his stall out really by um as being. Uh, Potentially terrific passing side, and that's what he wants to play. Um, but other teams are begin- have, uh, uh, as we've established, are beginning to find him out a bit. So he's now got to find other ways of dealing with them. And um, uh, uh, and I think this 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 turnaround in the Arsenal game was very good for his his status as manager because he clearly is is good enough to make changes and change the pattern of the team that that mark him out as being a a terrific manager.
1: It's Um, interesting, isn't it, that it was against Arteta because there seems to be this assumption that you can take a club legend, chuck him in the manager role and everything will be great. I mean, stupidly, United believed it after five games with Solskjaer. Frank's kind of made it look possible. But then Arsenal, sort of are they assuming that they'll get the same bump by having Arteta in charge as well and that all their problems are over? It's not a given.
2: I think it, it's helped that he's been uh, Guardiola's second in command, though, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, That's he's
1: opposite. far more qualified than Solskjaer yeah. ever was to take over yeah. at United, absolutely. I mean, he'd, be, he'd probably be quite good, but it's quite funny now that more and more clubs see the answer to their problems in finding an ex-young player and just give him a chance. It's good for football. Other than
2: the, the Hammers, of course.
1: Who have they appointed? Have they done
0: anyone yet? Noise, and noise. yeah. Uh. (laughs) Anyway, um, I think, look, the bottom line is this is great. It's all part of the learning curve, uh, but for Frank and Jodie as much as the players, which I totally agree with both of you saying that. Um, Jonathan, as a slight kind of editorial departure, I've had loads of emails this week that relate directly to the game, so I thought I'd wallop them into the section where we're actually talking about the game. So we've got one from this, I'm presuming, young man, if you would like to do the honours.
2: Kenna... Eggbucho lamb. Very good. Uh hello Chidge Jonathan and esteemed super sub of the day. It's you, Alex. It's you, It's me sub.
1: I'm like the Mikel of the fan cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop laughing. It's not that funny. I like no. it. Okay. obi <laughs> Um
2: He says, please excuse the long email. I'd say it's not a long email, but nevertheless, um, it cannot. Let's have a go. Please excuse the long email. I'm writing to you with a full heart. Oh, lovely. Still beating a mile a minute after the Blues' dramatic victory over the dreadful Gooners yesterday afternoon. I presume you mean dreadful as in kind of the state of the club rather than the fact they were poor pitiful
0: pitiful would have pitiful, been a good yeah. adjective, wouldn't
2: it? Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's all to do with yeah, yeah, awfulness. Hailing from NJ in the USA, that's New Jersey, I presume. Um, New Jersey, New Jersey, New Jersey. Hey, hailing, hailing from New Jersey in the USA. Um, I couldn't have asked. Sorry about that. I couldn't have asked for a better introduction <laughs> to English football. <laughs> Typical of the Emirates, our smaller way section outsung the whole stadium for most of the match, particularly after Tammy's late winner. Well, there was pandemonium there. After the match, the Chelsea contingent sang their hearts out all the way to the Highbury Tube Station. I wish I'd been there. It was an absolutely marvellous experience uh, to be at a match as an American supporter, made even better by the late heroics of our young number nine. Now, this having been my first trip to London, my first ever wow. match, wow! Fantastic! Wow, what, you were, yeah, thats absolutely the right thing to do. A victory away at the Emirates amongst those three thousand. That's absolutely one of the most phenomenal things you could have done, Ikenna. Really, uh, congratulate your timing. Superb. Um, I must say, I'm hooked. Yeah, but don't expect it's going to be like that every time. <laughs> no,
0: it's like that every time. <laughs> against
2: Arsenal, <that> it is. <laughs> and I can't wait till I can see my next match in person. Just don't go to the bridge at the moment. Hopefully, it'll be at the bridge. No, no, no. As I'm so visiting... he
1: might be a good luck charm. Okay, down I... there.
2: Yes, yes, he should come on Sunday. Um, as I'm visiting my girlfriend, who's studying in London this week, I hope to see you all at the cock for Nottingham Forest and or Brighton away. Mm-hmm. Yay. Keep it carefree and up the Chels. Ike. He's known as Ike. Good stuff PS. Oh, Oh, I say over the Christmas holiday, I saw a world war two program. It was narrated by none other than the marvelous Mr. Chidge. Sorry, Mr. Kid. Keep up the great work, Jonathan. Thank you very much. Indeed. Ike. Thank you so much. That's lovely. That's absolutely lovely of you. Thank you. I think it was, was that to do with them? Um, uh, that was, uh, was it, was it Russia in particular? I think it was to do with Stalin and, um, uh, I can't remember, I'll be honest with
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> you do so many, darling, don't you?
2: I'm afraid, darling. I do. I'm doing um, Africa's Deadliest at the moment for National Geographic.
0: Okay. Yes. I'm
2: it's
1: doing World death. War II at the moment.
0: Oh, you really? Look at you. A lots bunch of, of bloody loveys, aren't you? Lots Honestly. of
1: death there as well, Jake. Oh,
2: huge death. Death yeah. on, Anyway, death um, in the jungle, is... death on the savannah.
1: Oh.
0: Great, oh. great email from Ike. Brilliant. brilliant that nice. was his first brilliant. match um well, tell us
2: like you're going to be at the cock i'll see if i can pop in
0: well yeah i mean i'm i'm going to be doing my radio show until 12 so i'm going to be cutting it fine to get into the cock before the match but it's i will do my best starts,
2: isn't it 201
0: 201 i'll do my best i mean I, I the annoying thing is i've because i have to drive to the studio because i have to get there so early uh, I mean, I'm going to have to drive to the ground and find somewhere to park, and I, I don't fancy my chances, so I should probably have to jump, dump the car at Pimlico and then get the tube, so I'm going to be cutting it fine, but I'll, I hope to see you, Ike, that's for sure. All right, in part two, we're going to look back at another home defeat, this time against Southampton, and we're going to ask, what can Frank and Jody do to sort out our poor form? fans real opinions i'm
2: jason cundy and you're listening to chidge and the boys on the chelsea football fancast total nutters and proper chelsea
0: football fancast Welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge. You're listening to the Chelsea Fancast, uh, the last show of 2019. And I'm delighted that I'm sharing that auspicious moment with none other than Jonathan Kidd. Whoop. And the lovely Alexandra Churchill.
1: Whoop, whoop.
0: Whoop, whoop to you too. Uh, and Bertie, if he's listening.
1: He's sitting right next to me. He knows when the headphones go off that he needs to be quiet. So. Oh,
0: he's such a cute cat. I saw a lovely photograph of him that you put up on Facebook the other day. He is the most beautiful pussycat I have ever seen.
1: It's his birthday next week. Is he? it? be my... three, Is he really? Do you remember wowsers. him making noise on the show I when he was a baby? I
0: do. Blimey. God, time flies. Eh? Right. Um, Boxing Day match. Um, first Boxing Day match at home that I've missed for... A long, long time, I'm afraid. Uh, thanks to kind of basically living in Hampshire now, the tra- getting up there's a right fag, basically, if you're not in London. Uh, and my family have rumbled the fact that uh, I've avoided them for the last god knows how many years by going to the football on Boxing Day, and they weren't going to wear it this year. So, sadly, I had to. I actually watched the match. I think the next day uh, on on because you couldn't watch it before midnight on Boxing Day on Amazon. So there's uh, I, I no way I could stay up that late because I was absolutely done like a kipper so I had to wait until the next day to watch it and I did um, and I know that there was a lot of opprobrium and I, lo- I know that everybody was pissed off and I know there were people booing at the bridge what they're going on about and I know that Twitter was melting down but I, what I, my, my view, my dispassionate view of it was I thought for the first kind of 20 minutes, half an hour it was really <sighs> clear actually how well Hasenhutl had got a game plan and had more to the point and got Saints to rigidly stick to it. I mean, they, they defended brilliantly, two banks of four, all game. And then uh, they uh,
1: time-wasted. And, oh, well, I know. Well. Well, they
0: all do these days. But they, they were, you know, give praise where it's due. And I thought that they their game plan was brilliant. And, and they just waited and waited and waited for Chelsea uh, to hit Chelsea on the counter-attack, which they did ruthlessly later on. I thought they, they had some very, you know, the two goals they scored were really, really good. I, I mean, I, I can't see really, you know, too much at fault for that. I mean, hudson Doy could have done without losing the ball, but it was being pressed by three people. Great run, pass, beautifully put away. And I thought the second goal was a, I mean, it's the kind of goal you would expect peak Chelsea to score so you know praise where praise is due I thought that they were good but I have to say JK uh criticism also uh needs to be leveled at Chelsea because I mean I know that a lot of this had had to do with Southampton the way they played but they were just really scrappy and not moving the ball quickly and precisely enough to really get in behind them were they
2: well it, it was uh it was a completely feeble performance, Chidge, let's be honest. It was, they didn't even play, um, the usual, I, I mean, I, I don't even think the 20 minute, I think you're being very, very, um, um, encouraging towards the first 20 minutes. I thought we didn't pass the ball quickly enough, um, as we have been, at least that was always something we could rely on. <coughs> even if we weren't scoring, there'd be 20 minutes of the ball being zipped about. It wasn't even happening. It looked, um, he looked a completely different performance from the week before about 90% less energy being applied I couldn't um I couldn't work it out I don't know what was happening too Uh, much
1: turkey
2: well it had that feel didn't it it had a boxing day feel and and of course they started time wasting from the very beginning and Moss was absolutely atrocious Oh,
1: and also as well I'm don't call me is, but if you get paid a hundred thousand pounds a year and your job is to be in shape and able to keep up with a football match, then being fat is unacceptable. It's as unacceptable as Hazard turning up fat for training.
2: I think my my complaint mainly has been that it's the fact they get so many of the laws wrong. You know, like like the number of times uh, um, Chelsea wants to take a free kick and one of their players is standing over the ball and even makes an effort to stop the ball um and so he's not 10 yards and Moss does nothing about it um that he should be booking him immediately there's very elementary laws he doesn't have any relationship with the linesman he's behind the play because I'll keep going on about this they they march across the diagonal because that's where they that's where they're they think they've got the most view of the match, but they're too far away from the action. The action is too quick for them. You cannot be fat and unfit in this Premier League. And he is. But his application of this of of uh, ungentlemanly conduct over over time wasting is atrocious.
1: They're just so put, what did he do the first booking on 18 or 28? And we thought, yes, that lays yeah, down the a marker for, and yeah. says, don't dick me about today I and mean, then you Obafemi, go and let them do worse, all they, they
2: the way worse, and worse. Obafemi scored the, the goal and just wandered back to the centre circle do you remember that he just about 35 seconds of just he wasn't even kind of you know waving at the crowd or anything just yeah, stumbling
1: I distinctly back. remember your displeasure
0: yeah you, t- you two were sitting together you were in the posh seats weren't you Alex we yeah. were. mate
1: we were. I ate so much pick and mix to dull the pain I nearly made myself sick
0: well done and did you
1: meet Ron? I did. Now, Ron, he however,
2: can I,
0: Ron was really
2: was foul to me because he he didn't he didn't give me <laughs> he didn't he was he was awful he didn't give me anything proper. He didn't. He just gave me what was in the metro because he hasn't met seen J T.
1: Setting so, Ron aside, J K. If you want another rant, Blue Spark has just said, J K. Do any refs have? a relationship with the assistants. This was something JK did not stop. Se- sexual about for relationship not. or what? Well, just any contact at all. The pointlessness of linesman was JK's beef in the Southampton game as well, which he loudly told the lino closest to us. <laughs> he also shouted at half-time, just as uh, Moss was coming into the tunnel, you are atrocious at your job, or something equally. Yes, I did. So, S- yes.
2: Slightly, slightly pompous, and, and yeah. not the kind of thing you hear at football matches. Yeah. Yeah. You are not up to it. I know that wasn't it. It was something like, yes, you are completely I'm,
0: atrocious. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed, J- uh, JK, that you were not leading a chant from the uh, Middle East tier of uh, you're too fat to referee.
2: <laughs> no, I think I'd be, I'd be led away, though. That's the trouble, because that's, mm. that's too obvious. That's really? Office, I've said far
0: worse than sitting no, no, next uh, to you at
2: a football game. To be fair,
1: game. when he I said you, to Moss, if you, remember, you are atrocious.
2: I asked atrocious. you to be quiet and asked you to sit down, if you remember, when you started doing that.
0: I I to recall I ignored you and carried on dropping the C-bomb at Trevor Huddleston.
1: When he shouted, you are atrocious, someone else in the stand went, you're going to get into trouble. Unbelievable.
0: Well, I'm glad you both had a nice time. I'm glad that Alex met Ron to, to prove... He's real, uh, pro- people. He's yeah, real. proof of life, proof of life. Um, anyway, back to the game. Um, you know, I think it's really interesting, isn't it? You know, Frank Frank buoyed by uh, the way that 3-4-3 worked against Tottenham. And, 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 you know, Frank has... I mean, look, here's the thing. They, they've clearly... The Brains Trust have clearly been thinking about how we break these teams down who... May have worked us out. Now, I alluded to this uh, talking about the Arsenal game, didn't I? About the high press and that kind of thing and how that basically screws the fact that we're trying to play out from the back all the time. I also alluded to the fact that Rudiger just seems to want to hoof the ball and and ignore and bypass Jorginho, who is the fulcrum through which this all plays. But I also think that, you know, it's not just about the system that we play. And, And, you know, after many, many conversations and podcasts with Kerry Dixon, he used to absolutely blow a gasket whenever I used to talk to him about systems this, systems that. He says, "Chich, it's not about systems, it's about players, mate. And I said, all right, okay. And here's the thing, we are fundamentally a completely different team when Mason Mount doesn't start. I think he is so fundamental to Frank's grand plan that when he doesn't start, as I said, we look like a different team because he does so much good work off the ball. He injects so much energy into the team. And we look very flat, devoid of ideas and and just dithering about, really, until he came on. What I didn't realise, J.K., uh, was that he wasn't very well, which is why he didn't start. So, you know, sometimes we, we just don't know that. But I think the real point about this, and I, and I kind of mentioned this on, on, on The Wireless with Mr. Mortimer yesterday morning, is that... I kind of wish that Frank, you know, basically says, OK, these are my best 11 players. Unless they're injured, these are the players that I pick. Because I'm not entirely convinced this rotating is working very well. I mean, you know, Kovacic, I'm not sure... He was banned, wasn't he? Because he had a yellow yeah. car up uh, there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you can't help that. And I get that. But I think basically... Find out, you know, know who your best 11 is and pick it as much as you can. Does
2: he know that yet, Chidge? Because he's not sure who the fullbacks are. I mean, James is injured, isn't he? Because I would play James right back um, just because of his crossing ability. I mean, we're going to get on to that about
0: about Azp. Well, let's get on to it now, mate. You've segued perfectly. He
1: wasn't dropped or anything. He pulled a hamstring. Yeah, Yeah, that's right.
2: He had a hamstring. But despite what they all went mad about on Twitter, he he was injured. So I think he does tend to pay attention to, to injuries. And, uh, um, and you can't do anything about a suspension. But, yeah, if you want to get – if the fullbacks are just supposed to be unbelievably quick, uh, forward and defend defending, which is what the modern game requires, and really good at centering, well, then you shouldn't choose Dave ever because Dave in every single – all those three games, uh, his crossing and final ball was, was terrible, even in the Spurs game. He keeps hitting the ball along the ground to no one. Uh, but he's or like just not-
1: it made me sad.
2: It is, is its is sad because he's such a fantastic um, defender, and his effort is great. He just cannot cross a bloody hell. I don't understand how he managed to get Morata to score. Perhaps because he was in more space. Well, they
0: were lofted balls, weren't they? they that were Morata was from, moving into space. Right. If they you recall, from, they
2: were just near the nearer the the, the halfway line. They weren't does,
0: getting to the byline, which he it can't. Does do. un- it yeah. does underline a bit of a spanner in the works, though, because I mean, you know, oops, I've just hit me photocopier. I hope it doesn't make a huge noise. Anyway. You know, if Frank, if Frank, you know, clearly wants to play with width, he wants to play. You know, I think I think he wants to play four-three-three. Um, but anyway, th- th- there you <laughs> exactly. go. I, 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 I'm just just waiting for something to happen. It, it makes such a racket. Anyway, the bottom line is is that we, he doesn't have the players to play the systems he has because he hasn't got fullbacks or wingbacks who can either have enough pace or can actually beat a man, or can cross a ball. And I think it's a fundamental spanner in in the works for the way that he wants to play, Alex. And that worries me a bit, unless he can find some replacements.
1: Um, I think we're giving him too much of a hard time.
0: No, I'm not giving him a hard no, time. No, no, I'm sympathising I, I with him. Don't,
1: I don't have any problem with him tinkering and stuff at the moment. I really don't. I think a lot of niggly, not injuries, but niggly shit, like Mount being ill and Pulisic tweaking a hamstring and somebody else having the flu, has messed with any kind of consistency at the points where he would have liked to have consistency. I think... There's a difference between the games where he's made changes where he wouldn't have done unless he'd been forced to and the games where I would have said, yeah, all right, change who you need to. Um, I I do think that the fullback positions is where we will be looking. If you look at that horrible red vermin filth, that's one thing they've nailed is two fullbacks that are... But,
0: yeah, but you know what I, I, I heard the other day, which is a really good bit of analysis, that rare moment on radio when you hear a bit, and that was somebody talking about the fact that you know Klopp was all about this kind of heavy metal Gagan presser, plus adding Firminos, uh Mane, and Salah into the mix, and then he found out that in Robertson and uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold he had two. Um, it was actually it was Ray Houghton who was talking about, and Ray actually is he, he knows his onions. But he found out that he's, he's got such good fullbacks, he's changed the way they've played. So they're attacking fundamentally down the flanks now because yeah. he's got the players to do it. And I think that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to dig Frank out here. I mean, I'd like to see less rotation, but like you, I accept the fact that players get injured or, or suspended. But yeah, I feel sorry for disastrous. him because he's trying He's trying to play a system which he I think he's a fan of, but he doesn't have the right tools. He hasn't got the good enough players to play it. And I, well, I, I, I do can. sympathize with him.
2: Completely. If you look at the at, um, Robertson and um, Trent Arnold, they're unbelievably quick and deliver superb. Crosses. Yeah,
0: great delivery, yeah. isn't it? They're
2: great, great delivery. So um, neither of which Emerson or Dave is capable of. So, um, um, you know, what do you do? You, put, you, you patch it up by putting James at right back, who is very, very good at delivering, but isn't really quite quite the, the finished article that he's not even quite. He isn't finished article as a defender. Uh, and Dave himself is then found out coming forward um, on the left-hand side. So that's a, a major
0: and, and, and Alonso, who can deliver, but is slower than me. Yes. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's, it's just great. really unfortunate, He's isn't great
2: it? Great if he if he. It, the number of times he's in the penalty error, Alonzo, is 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 praiseworthy. Like in the being you know, when he was fouled in the Spurs game. He, he I
0: don't of, think he runs into it. I actually, do you know what I think he does? There. I think no, exactly. I think he kind of like hides behind somebody <laughs> so nobody can see him, and then suddenly he pops. He's already there because he never went back. But there you go. Um, the only other thing I would say about the Southampton game, which I thought was particularly disappointing, was. The fact that, that, that a lot of them, I mean Willian again, uh, were all giving the ball away very cheaply in the final third, really sloppy. But I'll tell you what I noticed most, and I actually I think this has been a bit of a feature recently, and I'm a bit worried about it actually, Alex, and that's Kante, um, who by his very, 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 very high standards uh, had a bit of a stinker, but particularly in giving the ball away, which is not like him.
1: No, he was terrible on that day. We said that. And um, you can forgive him the odd off day, can't you? I do I think, forgive though, him anything. I heard a massive amount of the usual, oh, fucking Willian. I actually thought William couldn't have tried much harder in that game. Yeah. He just wasn't getting anything from the people around him. I actually didn't. We didn't dig William out, did we, JK? No, I think we said that Kante had a terrible game. I think, who was it that we said were, was good that day? Tamori was good. Um Throughout the, the entire game, he was pretty consistent. Uh, I can't even remember now, but definitely uh-huh. William was on the list as well, wasn't he? And then yes. people came away going, "Well, oh, typical William. One day he's good, and the next day he's shit." And I just thought, Do you know what? Across the three games, he's probably been our best player.
2: Yeah, No, a phenomenal level of um, intensity from him. Phenomenal. He uh, really
1: does hates application, he? except
2: for his corners.
1: Oh. oh bleh, bleh.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? Because I mean, I I won't have a bad word said against William. I think he gets far too much grief, and uh, you know, I think I think if there's a criticism to be levelled at William, and I think this is justifiable, it's that he just doesn't uh, create enough in the final third. That he you know he, he he doesn't score enough goals for somebody of his ability, and I don't think he really gets enough assists for somebody of his ability. But I think his 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 overall contribution to Chelsea. I mean, he's one of Chelsea's most important players. The last ten years,
1: absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely,
0: absolutely. You know, he won't go down as a as a as a legend. I don't think, but you know, he's a he's a significant player in Chelsea's history. And I, for one, love him—the curly-haired genius. What did we think
2: genius. of Pedro coming on at the uh, for for him in that game? Because I think, well,
0: I don't think he had much choice, did he?
2: No, he didn't. No, I'm just um, no about Pedro's performance. I meant really. I'm just well, i disappointed in what he we're didn't really he... get
1: long enough. Did he?
2: Well, I still don't think, and he's he's quite. Um,
0: Apparently Barcelona are going to have him back.
2: Apparently for, for 60,000, 60, 60 million. Wow. No, I've just, no say, way. Say that, I've made that up. I've well, made that up. Did Ron what, make that up? No, no, Ron. No, Ron didn't. Ron, Ron toyed with me and made up all that business about, um, uh, about Werner. Uh, and we just, he just gave me the list of things that was in the Metro from the evening before. Um, but he still sticks by Emerson's asked to leave. And we'll be going. And they, they, I just get that impression we're seeing that in his performances. Because um, I don't think he's quite committed. I don't think he's playing no. with. But if the that's the
1: case, he's a pussy. Because it's not like he's hard done by. It's not like he's Giroud and he can't get on the pitch.
2: No, no. He's just, so he's, just, not enjoying,
1: whether attitude, he doesn't enjoy he's the going. climate
2: or something. I don't know.
0: Well, and, I, and I read in the paper that apparently uh, he likes London. Well, Ron said that he's
2: asked for a ludicrous amount of money. Uh, yeah, well, that's different. Deliberately, it? But, no, deliberately to push yeah. a to push a, a move away.
0: Well, I, I I mean, I'd love to know how Ron absolutely knows that. I mean, that's it's that's
1: because he's Ron. It's because of JT.
0: Yeah, so so Emerson said to JT, "You know what, JT? I'm I'm putting in this massive, no, massive no, pay, no, pay, no, pay rise no, request because actually, I really no, don't. No, I know that they no, can't, no, they no, won't no, pay
2: it. Just between you and me, and the several thousand people listening to this, um, he's it's JT whispering in." In, it's Frank whispering in JT's ear because they're oh. mates.
0: So, Wh- so Emerson to said to together. Frank. What? So Emerson said to Frank, "You know what, Frank? I'm going to put in a ridiculously high uh, pay rise request because uh, Chip, I know the club won't pay it." you a
2: situation here that is just uh, un- really unlikely. Because well, the- that's what I'm saying. No, no. The reality is is that if if he says, um, if his agent says, I want a large amount of money, or I'm off, and uh, Frank gets told this because he's oh, the right. manager. I mean that's yeah. what happens.
0: That's the way it works. Because he won't, he won't be involved in that. That'll be Marina.
2: No, but he's going to tell Ron, isn't he? He's going to tell JT, or then tell oh, all, right, all right, all right, all
0: right. <laughs> enough, enough of this well, stupidity. Um, listen. The other thing is, of course, uh, Callum Hudson odoi has been getting a lot of stick, which is really grinding my gears at the moment. Um, he's had a almost. I mean, you know, when when J K. and I were young, uh, the kind of injury that Hudson Do received would have put you out of the game for good, forever. You know. And he, he cannot be 100% fit yet. He'll be getting back to fitness slowly. I think it has a psychological effect on him because it, it happened randomly. So it's therefore hard to rationalise. Um, and trying it's going to take him time. JK,
1: uh, JK and and yeah,
0: I'd agree with that, Alex. He's trying too hard. He
1: comes on and there's an aspect of desperation, yeah. which is making him play worse. And he I thought just needs to. He was, he was better, was better yesterday yeah, against Arsenal, but it just. Yeah, I agree with that. It was the, what was the first game back? J.K.? I was with you. It was one of the Carlin Cup games, and he came on, and it was quite sad to see how desperately he was trying to do something spectacular when actually he was all shooting probably, from everywhere wasn't. Yeah, he? Frank was yeah. expecting of him was to get his legs back. It was against. Was it Grimsby?
2: Grimsby, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it just like you just give yourself a break, kid, because no one, no one was really expecting you to come back and be like the guy everyone was talking about last year, you've had a really shit, horrible injury and it's going to take some time. But it, yeah, there's just a feeling of desperation about him to do something spectacular yeah. every time he gets on the pitch.
0: But you know what? I'm, I'm not worried because I think it will take time for him to get his fitness back. It will time take time for him to get uh, confidence in his body back. It will get take time for him to get his confidence back. And all of that will require... Uh, really careful management, and I think he'll get it from Frank. He'll get that patience from Frank. He'll get Frank in his ear saying, "Look, mate, don't panic. You know, don't don't be so desperate. You've got time. Don't I worry about it."
2: Well, at the weekend, children. I agree. I agree. I thought he really I think- added. He added to the overall. It was a very good. I, when he came on, I went, "Uh oh, what's going to happen here?" And I thought he really he he gave an extra aspect to the attack.
0: Other than to one, be fair,
1: everything. I think the Whoa. only person expecting too much of Hudson Odoi right now is Hudson Odoi. Absolutely yeah.
0: right, Alex. And I think Absolutely. that's what I mean when I say Frank Frank will get in his head and he will, he will manage that situation. Now, what I want to wrap this part up with, really, um, you know, because it's it's just it's just unbelievable, isn't it? Our, our home form, how we. You know, can go from the heights of of beating decent sides, although you might question that having beaten Arsenal and Tottenham, who both I think are quite poor actually. But uh, we have been losing to a lot of uh, teams who we would expect to beat, in spite of all of the other mitigating circumstances around the club at the moment. And it begs the question as to what it is that's going wrong. I I actually personally think, Jonathan, it's a multitude of things. But I've kind of this is my little uh, kind of brain brainstorm list: confidence and creativity. Attitude and tactics, personnel, poor support at home, which means not getting behind them or getting on their back or a combination of the two. Uh, missing Hazard, which I think is key because I think he, on so many occasions, when a game was really tight or where we were against really, really stubborn opposition, he would just pop up with a moment of individual magic and he would break the deadlock and we'd win. So I think missing a player of his calibre or ability is, is huge. And the other thing is stop rotating, which is something that I mentioned earlier, and we've we've already discussed that. So that's my little list of what I came up with in my brainstorm. Have I missed anything out, or would you like to go into any of those in more detail, or do you have some of your own, JK?
2: Um, I, I think I think unfortunately the support is reactive. Um, so if the team don't look as if they're playing well, um, the, the supporters' heads go down as well as the team um, because uh i'm not sure we're in a we're in a, a a world anymore where you um you you try and get your team to play better because you're supporting them i think it's a reactive world i think we we get behind them because we think they're great and they're playing well uh i think it's um that may be the problem with uh with just supporting them so unless, unless you're a you're a team who who knows the support will will push the team onto greater heights we're we're so used to a level of of elite competence that it's uh uh, and people are disappointed by seeing what they there is taking place on the pitch. I think that's one of the problems.
0: Well, um, on, on that point, Jonathan, just because, I, I mean, I know we're going to talk about Spurs next, but I also know you were there on yeah, your, your yeah. rare excursions to an away match. So yeah. it's really pertinent at this point. Well, I only got of... my
2: ticket, because that bloke that you saw who was saying that we needed to get experience back in the side and play Giroud, Barkley, Pedro and, and um, who else? One other. Um, uh, instead of everybody else, said that he we, we were going to lose six nil, and he gave me his ticket.
0: No way! Oh no! What the bloke at the in the in Aussies? Yes, yes. Bloody hell! Why did he give me? Uh, so you we, you we in the posh bit there?
2: No, 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 no. It was just it was a normal ticket. Normal. All oh, right. No, well, no, then no, there I was we go. A, I was amidst the uh, the three thousand. It was phenomenal. Well, I'm phenomenal I'm, 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 did I'm you delighted.
1: Dirty though, J.K.
2: I felt dirty inside. My <laughs> soul was dirty. Yeah, yeah. But well, no, I'm, no, I'm delighted
0: finished. that you, you got a ticket because you're a proper supporter and he didn't bother going because he's a proper moaner. But anyway, <laughs> the point the point being is that when we're away, we're, we're not reactive. We are brilliantly supportive. We're loud, we're vocal no yes. matter what's happening. And in fact, actually, we are even better when we go behind. We don't throw our toys yes. out of the pram. Yes. We get more vocal. But I think that the reason for that is you've got two entirely different... Uh, Types of supporter, yes. really. I mean, I know that if you do a revenge diagram, there's a lot who go at home who also go away. But I think when you're going away, it's it's just the whole the whole kind of experience, isn't it? It's it's like go out, have a few beers, be with your mates, be be all with each other, be able to stand with your mates, be able to stand. It's a very different you're experience trying, than when you're, you're at home. You're trying
2: to outshout the home support, though. Well, it's, it's a badge of honour, isn't 3, it? Three thousand against thirty-seven thousand. Yeah, be. exactly so, that. So therefore, that is the you're pitted against. Your opponent is the is the non-singing um, home supporter who is making the place as quiet as a library. That is your goal. That is your aim. Is to is to is to sing louder to get behind your team. And I wonder whether the team are actually up for that as well. They know the. That they the that because they're away, um, the chances of them winning are supposedly less.
0: Well, maybe, maybe. So there's a better better that isn't there. But I, I think I think really, you know, in, at the end of the day, I think there's a lot more entitlement at home, and I think there's a lot more people who go yeah. to be entertained. There's a lot more people there go. Well, I pay eight hundred eighty pounds. For my season ticket, and I think you know I deserve to see some good football and but Chelsea win every game. A, you know.
2: a win because that's what's supposed yeah. to happen at home. It's supposed to be you know Fortress Stamford Bridge, isn't it? As every every club seems to always talk about that. We need to make this into into Fortress Emirates. We do indeed. We, you
0: know. I, I think I think we do. Period. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think you, it's not just one way. I mean, you know, a lot has to be happening on the pitch of the players and the management and the and the tactics and all of that. Absolutely, but. You know, I think it is an interesting point of difference, and I just think that there's way too much entitlement at home matches, and it's a very, very different crowd, obviously, for all the obvious reasons. I just wonder what on earth these people would have done when we didn't score a goal for 19 matches in 1980. <laughs> I mean, what would they have done? Would it have, have, have been like kind of the joke? Was it... It's, it was that cult in America, the Jones gang mass suicide or something, wouldn't it? It'd be crazy. Unbelievable. I mean,
2: uh, there was a... Uh, uh, when I was away, by the way, um, just before the game started... In the supporters area they were singing the uh, um tottenham got uh, battered seven two at home song which just went on and on and on with everybody joining in and it was uh it was f- absolutely phenomenal the 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 support was so worked up in a in a positive way you know and it was um uh, as an old timer i had to sort of not quite join in having the beer thrown over my head but um but uh, I skirted round the outside, but it, the, the support is, is so vocal and so um, so positive. It's, it's uh,
1: almost uh, rewarding when they then resort to utter spite when it's not going well for them as well, because it just shows them up for what well, they are.
0: Let's get into the old Spurs uh, uh, discussion in the next part. But Alex, is there anything you would add about what we can do about our home form?
1: Stop losing.
0: <laughs> that would do it wouldn't it
1: yeah i'm gonna go for the allardyce school of management don't fucking lose
0: yeah yeah well you know i'm sure it'll turn around i mean but i i do i do think it's gonna I, I do think it's gonna be an issue that might continue for a while because i think there's an element that a lot of teams i mean you know if southampton can come and do a number on us like they did they will not be alone this is this is the one great thing i think about the premier league is that you know you get worked out really quickly in this league so he's got to come up with a plan. And what worries me most is that given that um, to outwit other teams tactically, one of the best ways to do it is to, is to go wide and get round them and get behind them. We just don't have the players to do that. At the same time, we don't have that magic player, you know, the guy that can just do something on his own and create something out of nothing like Hazard used to do. I think, and I think people that, are that's our frustrated problem.
1: with Willian because they want him to do that. And but just, he's not going
2: to be that player. No, I, he's I, not going
0: to be that player.
2: Well, then yeah. they have to buy somebody.
0: Yeah, well, we, they do, because we need to replace Hazard. Yes, absolutely. That's in, absolutely immutable, absolutely. And when I say replace Hazard, I mean, you know, somebody who is world-class, who is on the verge of being world-class, like Hazard was. That's what we lack. Well, and according on, 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 to
1: Ron, it's going to be Sancho.
0: Well, I don't know if he's that player. I mean, is he any better than Pulisic or Hudson-Odoi or anybody like that? We, you know?
1: we may may well turn out we already have that player, but we need to bridge the gap while they develop.
0: Well, I mean, you know, let's just kind of just reel back. This is too much fun. I, I wanted to go to the next part, but I'm I'm not going to because this is good. Um, it, you know, in terms of what we've been discussing tonight, you know, Tammy Abraham has has the potential to be another Drogba type player. So that's replacing Drogba or or, or a proper striker, which we haven't had for a while. Mason Mount perhaps has the capability and the potential to be another Frank Lampard type player so that's that box tick but there are other players that we haven't replaced and as I said what we haven't replaced and what we'll find hard to replace is a hazard type player mm. What we also yeah. haven't are
2: we replaced. We're using, we using the template of the the 2008 side. Should we not be using that
1: as the, rather than
2: a template of more recent sides?
0: I, I don't think it's, it's not about sides. It's just about special players, you know. It who, is, who, but
1: we also, if you're looking, say you do take 2008 when we were brutally like difficult to get through. We had Cole and Ivanovic. We don't have that
0: now. Well, there's that too, and of course we're, we're kind of omitting the fact that. As well as not being able to break teams down and score and, and and break the deadlock in a tight match, we're bloody leaking the goals at the back. But uh, you know, again, uh, you know, I, I I I wonder about you know the makeup of the defense. Anyway, this could go and go. But We've we got plenty also, of time. Can I just add one more go on, thing? Go
1: on. We do talk about. Um The distribution from the back, we were spoiled rotten with John Terry when it came to distribution from the centre-backs. And that's something that keeps coming up, is that no one we've had since really passes the ball out like he did. So there's lots of places.
0: You know Terry Venables used to say that John Terry had the best first touch of any English player he'd ever seen. Yeah. How about that? That's how good JT was. Nobody ever picks this up. They just think he used to stick his head in where it hurts. But he was a very good player footballer and you're right and i'm afraid the, the the harsh reality is you can't replace players like that no. you know they're one-offs but there you go uh we better move on because i expect jonathan's dying for a pee it being that we've been waffling on for an hour and a quarter so far oh, 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 so uh anyway before he oh, oh. before he wets himself and wheezes himself uh in part three we're going to look back at the fantastic win against Mourinho spurs which we've already begun to touch on and uh where william was in fact the conqueror and proved that he still hates tottenham there you go we'll see you in a minute Gage. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, JK, I- I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved
2: Blue Boys live, <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know,
0: JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy and you're
2: listening to the Chelsea football fancast Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com f- f-
0: All right, welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. Uh, I am Mr. Stamford Chidge, if you like, and uh, I'm joined, as ever, by Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Buonasera, Mi amigo. And uh, the absolutely lovely, delightful, intelligent, beautiful Alexandra Churchill. Bonsoir. Thank you. I'm, I'm presuming the check is in the post for that big up to Alex, but there you go. Uh, right, uh, talking of checks in the post, um, we do have a thing called Patreon, which I like to plug on here. Uh, which is just the most amazing thing. Basically, we have a page on the Patreon website where uh, people who really, really like us on the show uh, bung money every month at it. And uh, kind of to say, A, thank you because you like what we do and you like to support it, and B, ever hopeful that you might get something back one day from the Burke who set it up. That would be me. Um, and i'm rubbish at it i know i my new year's resolution not that i normally have any it will be to work harder to produce content for the chelsea fancast patron people who thoroughly deserve better and more content other than that what they get isn't that right jonathan yes
2: change
0: i know you uh, i'm determined to get our little videos up there but i can you can only do really short sure ones. anyway i'll work on it i promise this year i will try harder but well, in the meantime be
2: more, more of the games though don't you really that's the trouble
0: <laughs> well i I'm, I'm at all the bloody home games
2: But we, well, why are we missing each other then
0: well i haven't i've been coming to see you i wasn't i wasn't there on boxing day What's because it you? was christmas was that you Chitch? oh <laughs> anyway uh I'm at most of the games, uh, but I would rather not be divorced. And if I went to all the away games as well, that is what would happen. Plus the fact I can't afford it. I'm a bit of a pauper, really. I mean, I might sound rich and posh, but I really am not. Uh, So there you go. Anyway, um, yeah, bottom line is I love you all. Thank you very, very much. It really is hugely appreciated because it does actually help a poor person like me to cover... Uh, the cost of doing this, and there are a few I can tell you. Anyway, uh, you can donate whatever you want, as little as or as much as you like, uh, per show, or well, it's actually, it's per month, so it doesn't really work per show. You kind of get it taken out every month, and the place to go is www.patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. So there you go. The other thing is you can, send, you, can, you can message me and communicate with me. I'm pretty responsive on that medium, unlike others, because I get a little notification. So if you want to just chat, have a, have a chat with me or ask a question or get something that you want said on the show, go to Patreon. There you go. Right. Time to talk about the Spurs game, um, which, uh, again, I mean, was, I was worried about this. I'll be really, really honest with you. I was actually quite worried about the, uh, the Chelsea Spurs game. Not least of course, because, uh, Jose Mourinho was at the helm for Tottenham and, uh, he has the horrible knack of pissing on everybody's strawberry patch, not least ours. So uh, so there you go. Um, I can't... Oh, I, that first question is bizarre. I forgot to edit that out. That's absolutely not part of this. I was about to read it out and make a complete twat of myself. But the first thing first, Jonathan, um, the tactical change to 343. It absolutely worked a treat. But not only that, they were well up for it, weren't they? And I think that was the secret to it as well.
2: It was... It's a shame that we didn't have a show on the Monday. I know. I was so completely uh, ecstatic and euphoric. And um, uh, it was what, for me, it was one of the great performances and one of the great games to beat your um, previous fantastic managers, become this snidey, crowing man who would, of course, uh, love to have beaten us and just to to have shown us what he's progressed to. Um, and uh, the fact that we did it so well, restricting them to hardly any shots at all and having one of their players sent off and seeing most of the stadium, the magnificent stadium, may I say. Lots of people are saying it was soulless. Well, that's the trouble with these these huge huge whatever it is 70,000 seaters is you can't actually hear a lot of the people but that bank that they they've built at the back of it is absolutely phenomenal it's a phenomenal looking stadium to go there and completely boss the whole game uh, in a in a in a, an unbelievably terrific performance from everybody especially Alonso I mean when I saw Alonso strutting about on the pitch I thought bloody hell oh, what's happened here I he hates Spurs
1: more that. than William. I think he yeah, really does. They think, are so horrible,
2: to him. Uh, they're like. so horrible, Tim. Well, what I love was the fact they stopped booing him after a bit because they booed. Him it was
1: just time. making him better.
2: It did was indeed indeed because they, they they chanted a couple of murderer bits at the beginning. I think, but I thought
0: it I thought murderer. it was great great banter by Frank though to pick him. Yeah, for this yeah, game. yeah.
2: But also, he really obviously appreciates that he does play expertly in that environment. And in fact, there's a rumor at the moment that. Um, He's off to Milan for Conte, and uh, uh, Marina is attempting to go- to negotiate an extra nine million out of out of <laughs> I Inter, <heard> that, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in order to uh, um, to pay for Conte's nine million that he got um, for the, uh, um, the the resolution of his court case. Um, it
1: is important to remember, though, JK, with the formation. That he was only copying Colte. What was the other snide Marine? What's the secularism? Oh, the one about uh, Son trying to um, turn Rudiger into a eunuch. And Mourinho saying he should have just got up. I said, well, you stand in front of me and I will punt you in the crutch as hard yeah. as Son yeah. hit Rudiger I and mean, we'll that, see that how was, you stand up.
0: That was laughable. I mean, I know that Rudiger made a meal of it and why not? That's that, That's what players do. But you can't do that. So Son absolutely got what he deserved. On the other point, I think Son is a snide little shit. Oh, in, in keep In keeping with most Tottenham players, it has to be said. But that's three red cards he's had this year. Uh, I know that the one against Gomez was perhaps, you know, he wasn't as much of a fault as people thought at the time. But the one against Lamar for Bournemouth, I mean, that was snide as well. He's me, a little shit.
1: But he's been marked as a little shit, hence the three red cards. People know he does it and he's not getting away with it, which is just hilarious, especially because he has the most childlike reactions ever. So he reminds me of Milhouse from The Simpsons. Yes. And there's Good that call. brilliant meme of Milhouse playing frisbee with himself, which I put everywhere saying this is Son over Christmas. But, yeah, he's, he, I'm going to call him Millhouse from now
0: on. He is indeed. Um, just going back to Alonso, JK, um, would he be a loss to us?
2: Well, it depends on on what formation Frank wants to play, doesn't it? You can't really just keep him there for for, for Kind and wheel, wheel three. him out
0: just to play against Spurs. Yeah. That'd be enough. Yes. They hate him. It, it made me laugh so much when I saw his name on the team sheet because I just knew that that would happen. Because he hates them and they hate him, and I just thought that's top bounce by Frank getting him on. But I think I think he, you know, I, I like him. I mean, I, if you put him in the right position, he's he's such a he's a really good technical player. That's, that's His delivery problem, is it, excellent. Chidge,
2: though it's the problem is, it, is he right for Frank's system? Frank wants well, to play the ball more quickly and needs somebody who gets back quickly, and that's not yeah, him. I
0: know, I know, I know. It's a real shame. He's also got lovely hair. More of hair later. actually. And also, we'll, you
2: know, we'll never be able to sing "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go." I well, no, no, no more wow I, hair. I won't be able to sing because I'm. Pretty well, pretty wait, wake wake
0: me up before things. wake me up before prosecco, as I saw on a T-shirt in uh, Tesco's, which amused me somewhat. It's very Tesco, um, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I shop. My my wife refuses to go in there. She's very chavvy. You can't go and shop in there. And I said, well, that's that's me, mate. You know, I'm Chelsea. That means I'm a chav. I'm with your um, wife. Yes. Well, you know, I let her get a weight rose and spend more money on stuff we don't need. Um. Bottom line is, uh. I think his demise has been greatly exaggerated, but I kind of somewhat agree with you both, really. He, he doesn't really fit, does he, anymore? But there you go. Let's talk about Willian, because, of course, he was the absolute humdinger of the man of the match in my book. I mean, we know he hates Tottenham, because the song tells us that he does, but what a performance. And having having been coated off so roundly for playing so crap against Bournemouth, he was just brilliant, and what a goal. What an opening goal. I mean, that's what he's capable of. Why can't he do it more? He was fantastic.
1: That, um... The reaction, I if you saw my video of half-time out the back of the stands. It was absolutely deafening at half-time with the Willian song. Um, I posted a video of a ginger man who looks like Chris Evans jumping up and down quite a lot. But it was literally deafening. The speaker didn't pick it up. The atmosphere was absolutely brilliant after he did that.
2: Well,
0: you, you were there, um, yeah? You were there, Alex? Yeah. Well, they've yeah. got
2: the new song as well, haven't they? The, um
0: uh, um. Well, we'll do that later, mate. Okay. I've got that. I've got that earmark for later as a request oh, to Lambert. somebody. Yeah, yeah, later, later, later. We'll all we'll all join in. That'll be our our day new, eh, Mom? Um Yeah, I mean William was just brilliant all day. I mean that just shows you what he can do when he's really, really on it. And I, I think anybody who who doesn't think, I mean, maybe they just get cross because he doesn't do it every week. But you know. I, not not every player can. They're not robots, are they, JK? Yeah, uh,
2: phenomenal goal though. Phenomenal. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, clever, clever one-two uh, short corner. I mean, it's the only way we're going to score from a corner. Um,
1: yeah. But uh, <laughs> oh, and
2: then uh, and then pinpoint shot into the into the corner. That was absolutely phenomenal. But um, and once again, we have to mention the idiocy of Taylor, um, originally not giving the uh, oh uh, what
1: a free kick on
2: Alonso giving it as a as a foul. Um, we them. were at
1: the opposite end, weren't we, JK? Yeah. And it was yeah. that obvious yeah. that he punted him in the chest. Yeah. And yeah. then he gave it the other way. And, and also the
2: reaction of incensed. the players as well, the reaction of the players, but he did it at the weekend as well, didn't he? With um, Lallana hitting on Lallana's shoulder and him giving a, giving a foul, giving a handball. And it was the yeah. VAR that proved that it wasn't. Didn't need to
0: see VAR; just hit him on the shoulder.
2: You he's think just a fat man's ice wanker, isn't is completely
0: he? bollocks. Yeah. You know, he's just he's just, ab- he's just inept. He's but I mean, you, I, inept. I,
2: I, and what I, on I t- earth is he doing there? What you know
0: is Well, his, his, I mean, hit
2: is is and- Sanchez in the cup final when he hit him on the arm and he gave the goal was still uh, another. Oh, we've now
1: got Bobby Madley's shit little brother as well as a referee in the Premier League. Oh. Did you see
0: that? They, yeah, Madley I did.
1: Now as well, it's just like, where are they finding these people? They're
0: just, just... awful. They're just so inept. But uh, I mean, look, I, I had a chat with somebody on Twitter. I think at the time, and and it was it was almost Schumacher-esque. You remember that yeah. awful uh, yeah. assault that the German keeper did in '82 on I can't remember who the um, French striker was All now. Man but... mortals, yeah. But he, I mean, he nearly bloody killed him. But uh, if, if um, Gazaniga had actually connected properly with Alonso, he'd have been in real trouble. That was just mental. I mean, he should have been off, let alone a bloody oh, of penalty. Of course,
2: of well, course. We, you know, I, I keep gobbing on about the standard of refereeing. It's just absolutely atrocious. It's no. just At- when yeah. you Refership think it's with the, with the, That linesman, I kept having to go that linesman in that game, if you remember, uh, Alex, because he wasn't up with play. Yeah. And he was scared about giving any decision. He was sort of quaking. He kept waiting for, for Moss to stick his hand out to say which way it was going. You think, I mean, you can't run the line like
1: this. This he is He also absurd. had that hideous, strutty little run that pissed me off.
2: Yes, yes.
1: Like which, a little peacock. It's
2: the cockiness of, of ineptitude. I a can't peacock stand.
1: too scared to wave his flag, which was ironic. and right.
0: Yeah. I'm going to move you on before your your, your brains both combust with your annoyance at uh, referees, quite rightly. But uh, we need to talk about uh, Rudiger and what went on there. I mean, it's very hard to follow on the TV, um, although I know people who said they definitely heard monkey chants. But uh, he complained about being racially abused. Um, and then for some bizarre reason, Anthony Taylor follows the... Uh, UEFA protocol, not the Premier League one. I don't know. It was all very confusing, but it was good to see that at least something happened. And then and then what we find afterwards is not not one, but two, uh, Paul Newman of the Daily Mail, who's the cricket correspondent and a Spurs fan, and Ian Ladyman from the Daily Mail. There's a theme here, Daily Heil, remember? Both saying, oh, well, you know, Rudiger's got form for this. He, he accused the Italians of, of doing monkey chants, when he played for Roma, and that that was found to be false. So he's obviously lying.
1: Uh, yeah, because there's no racism in Italian football at all. And this extremely eloquent, well-spoken young man didn't leave Italy to get away from such bollocks and come to England instead. So he thought, while we were trashing Spurs and shitting all over their parade in their brand-new toilet bowl stadium, he thought he'd just make it up. I don't think so. Sorry, I ran it. I'm sorry.
2: Uh, they showed a picture of some very large bloke um in the area where he'd said there was the monkey chant doing not doing the monkey impression fair enough he didn't stick his hands under his his uh, his armpits as appears to be the norm for this but doing open-mouthed hooting noises and you think hang on there's the bloke there and then I got yeah, onto... that was
1: brilliant, wasn't it? No conclusive evidence. No, but we did find a Chelsea fan who said something naughty against songs. So we just arrested him. Instead.
2: Oh, no. But the, the saving grace was it was Chelsea fans who reported him. So that's OK, then. That's mm. what they said, wasn't it? But but um the the um, I followed a thread, a Spurs thread um, about some bloke saying it was all made up. And a bloke from the area said, no, no, it wasn't made up. I sit there and I heard it. And, and and everybody around him went, well, you appear to be the only one mate. And he said, no, 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 several of us heard it. And they said, have you reported this to the ground, to the club? And he said, yes, I've just done it now. And and my mates have done it as well.
1: No so, conclusive evidence. No conclusive yeah? evidence. They've got their
2: own fans saying they heard it. And they they still, because probably they haven't seen it on the CCTV. Well, they've decided they haven't seen somebody impersonating a monkey. But, but so what the plug-
1: possible motivation does Rudiger have at that yeah. point in time for making that shit up? He doesn't have one.
0: No. Well, I mean, it, look, wh- whatever the semantics of it are, it's absolutely appalling if it happened. It really, really is. And I feel particularly for, for Rudiger because he, he has he had a very hard time in Italy about this. And if you remember... When uh, I think actually it was when we played Roma in the in the Champions League, yeah. he got he got more grief at Stamford Bridge. Do you remember that? Mm. There was a monkey chanting him then. So it's absolutely this is look for fuck's sake. We're about to go into 2020, not 1970. It just yeah. absolutely sickens me. It really does. But on the other side of the coin, I mean, and this of course we you and I know this, Alex, because of our dealings with the club. They might have CCTV, but it's really really hard to uh, pinpoint. Audible abuse. Yes, that's the trouble. Because you need someone
1: to say, "I saw it," which Spurs apparently have and don't care. So,
0: but it's also on the other side of the coin (laughs) when we were being hauled over the calls for, um, you know, anti-Semitic and all sorts of other, uh, you know, racist chanting when we were out in Europe. I forget where it might be in Hungary. I don't don't know why. Yeah, it was in Hungary, wasn't it? Oh, that wasn't even
1: that was an accusation of the Y word. But yeah,
0: yeah. Exactly. And then, you, you know, and the, and the other, you know, we've we we you, we've been away games where, you know, you can if you if you're sat right next to a load of maybe 10 people doing it, you hear it. But if you're 20 yards away, you won't hear it. Yeah. So and this is what happens, because I remember at that incident, people coming back saying, definitely, I heard, you know, I had people who were there who I knew who were there who were WhatsApping me at the time saying it was happening and I had loads of other people what's happening and what's happening and me who were there saying so I didn't hear anything. Yeah, we
1: heard not but a that, thing in Budapest and we were roughly well, in the go. middle.
0: So And I I know people who were there who were next to it and said it happened. So you mm. know and this is the trouble. It's really hard to to get to the bottom of it. The reality is it shouldn't fucking happen. No. All right? It's that simple. Anyway, enough of me going off on one. Um let's wrap this up because uh I think the the main takeaway from me uh really was the most I mean look it's lovely beating Spurs lovely beating them in their own backyard lovely being the first team to beat them at every ground they've played at at home lovely beating Mourinho lovely doing it the way we did I thought the football we played was brilliant without doubt the best performance of the season and then some but what what shone through for me chaps is that uh, you know how the players all got how big this match is for us I think it was a really high pressure match coming off that defeat to Bournemouth when we were rubbish so and so, the pressure was on. As I said, I was really worried that we'd get a result here. I actually even predicted on me, who knows wins app, a draw, which is unlike me. I always predict Chelsea to win, which is why I lose it every week. But um, the bottom line is, they got how big the match was. Zuma was brilliant, so aggressive all the time, you know, basically bludgeoning Harry Kane the whole match. Oh, he and could then was, not
1: get a head, a foot or a, a knacker on the ball, could he, all afternoon? No.
0: Absolutely right, and the other thing that I there was a lovely moment when uh, I think it was Vertongen. Vatongan fouled. Um, I can't remember. I think it might be Mason Mount, and uh, and Mount was right up at him, and and then Vatongan got booked uh, for being a tit basically. And Tammy and, and Mount were laughing their heads off. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I I just thought, they get it. These guys get it. So the reality is is that this was a massive, massive match and a massive, massive win. And again, Jonathan, like we were saying earlier on, huge for the development of these kids to go there and get a result like that.
2: And I love the fact that Frank joined in with the uh, celebrations at the end so vociferously, so energetically, along with them. There's a lovely shot of him and Mason Mount behind him. Um, just him punching the air non-stop. But that's one of the advantages of having, you know, one of your legends as the manager is that they can transmit the, uh, the meaning this, the significance of such a match to any of the doubting Thomases in the side or people who don't know that this is really an important game. And my goodness, did they deliver? I mean, I heard he gave them an enormous pep talk at the beginning about the importance and he always uh, of the game. He always uh, he always folds in the, the supporters, the supporters making the effort to go away. And they deserve to have a performance.
1: It was apparently um, Russell Crowe-esque in brilliant. addressing his speech before
2: brilliant. the game. I'm not, I'm not surprised. But they performed accordingly. Um, the dilemma is, is this how, how do you get the men to... To, I think what it's because the opposition at home, they, they go for it. Don't they? They're not going to line up in two banks of four. It's really unlikely. it be very interesting to see how Brighton play um, uh, on New Year's Day, whether they approach the game negatively from the very beginning um, mm. to see whether or how we cope with that.
0: Indeed it will, and we'll get on to that. Um, in the meantime, JK, um, we, as you can imagine, in two weeks, we've had a whole glut of emails, but... There were so many um, that were specifically relating to the Spurs match. I mean, talk about what it means to the supporters. This is proof uh, that what I've done is I've shoved them into the Spurs part, if you see what I mean, um, rather than shove them into the emails, which comes in the next part. So would you like to kick it off? Yes.
2: Alan Gavarin. Oh, hello, mate. Hi, Chidge, Jonathan, and Co. You are, in fact, Alex, Co. today. Um, what a fantastic! Better
0: than being Sebco. Yeah, no, because yeah. well, there's no did. e on
2: the end of it. It's just Co. And it also he spelled And wrongly. And he spelled Ambed to Jonathan Co. but that's by the by. What a fantastic result yesterday versus the Spuds. I was thrilled and stunned in equal measure. Me too. Yes, Spuds were poor, very poor, 27 O's, but our boys were fantastic. And I think we made them poor. Um, Every single player was great, and William, Mount, Cover, and Tammy were exceptional. I thought they were all exceptional. The three CBs played so aggressively and on the front foot, and Dave and Marcus were brilliant going forward other than the odd odd Dave Cross. The performances of our amazing crop of youngsters made me wonder which of our previously touted wonder kids from the academy might have been a success under Frank's progressive management. It would be easy to just just look at who's gone on to great success elsewhere. That list is actually not long at all. But I thought that, for example, Joss McEachran and Nate Chalabar were really good. And if they had had a good run in the team under a good manager, they could have gone on to much greater things. One that mustn't be allowed to miss Frank's boat is Ethan Ampadu, who's cut his hair, my goodness, who must come back into the squad ASAP. He's now not looking like Ampadu then. I'm not sure if we can recall him from Leipzig, but he isn't getting enough game time there. What do you guys think, Alan Gavarin? Aussie signed my broken leg at rootless Cosmo. I think he's on a year's contract actually. He is, yeah. Um, That's the uh, dilemma and as I say, he's had a a very ordinary haircut, thus not making him
0: Ampadu-like, which is disappointing. He doesn't look like Stig of the Dump anymore or Swampy. No. Well, we it- said
1: no one would have made up the awesome song he has for him if he'd had no hair at the time.
0: Yes. But he- the thing about Ampadu, the thing about Ampadu is I'm not unduly worried because he's very, very young. He's only about 18 now.
1: Yeah, he's behind the others, isn't he, Age. Yeah, he's
0: still very, very young. He's clearly, I mean, you know... I think if you want to talk about the potential that Ampadu has, you just have to look at the way that he starts nearly every game for Ryan Giggs's Wales. Uh, so, you know, you, that just shows you how highly thought of he is and how, or, how you know, good he could be potentially. Or I how think. shit Wales are. <laughs> no, not really, because there's still international football, Jonathan, and they've got some good players no, no, in that agree. team. I agree. I was just, you know. devil's
2: advocate. No, I just. And he's a he's, he's a boy still. Really, chosen, he's at Leipzig, isn't he? He's chosen, yeah. unfortunately, a team with uh, who are doing fantastically well and might easily win the Bundesliga this year. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why he isn't getting uh, game time. He, he's he's attempting to, but they're they They probably much don't speak part.
0: Welsh in Leipzig as well. No, that probably help. hasn't
2: helped him. So.
0: Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, look, he's got time on his side, I think. That's the bottom line. I mean, he can come back, you know, 19 years old and, and you know, filled out a bit and, 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 and get the his Bundesliga. chance then. Yeah, you know, why not? I'm not worried, but I think he'd be a real asset to this team because the thing I like most about Ethan Ampadu is he's fearless. He sticks his foot in. I love him. I like, and he can play football too.
1: The nearest we've got to JT in terms of how much he's got to say during a game as well. Yeah, he does definitely. not stop ordering everybody else around and positioning everybody, and despite his age. So, I think we could do with a bit of that.
0: Indeed, we could. Now, uh, we got four of these to go, so I'll try and whistle them quickly. I'll do the next one, JK. I know I've got you down for all of them, but that's because I just cut and paste and was being a tit. No, but anyway, I've, uh, learnt Dan th-
2: I've learnt them, Chidge.
0: Oh, do, do you want to do them? I mean, yeah. I'm happy no, if you I'm, want to. I'm
2: kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, you wouldn't.
0: You, oh, very droll. Uh, no, no. Right. N- n- next one is from Dan Thorne, who is. Uh, the I think he's the chairman of the Melbourne Supporters Club, but he's a lovely lad. And he says, "I'm writing this while watching the replay of the Spuds game, and it being Crimble—that would be that's Australian for Christmas." Uh, I'm a couple of reds into the email. Firstly, what a great result and well deserved. A hint that maybe our power couple of Frank and Jodie can adapt. Unfortunately, I will say that it was obvious on the telecast, I'm old, sorry, that there were monkey chants. I cannot believe that that is still a thing. We have our own issues, I understand that, but this is still no excuse for the others. I'm lucky enough to be someone who can call Paul Cannaval a personal friend. And because of this friendship, I have a better understanding of the history and its effect on the players and their families. That said, this does not excuse the behaviour of anyone at a game be it in the moment or otherwise. For fuck's sake, we are, we're going into 2020, not 1970. Obviously, that's where I nicked that one from. Uh, On to our games recently. We had a blip or a learning moment. We are, we are young, but now is the time to start to step up. Still time to learn, but no free rides. The old adage, if you're good enough, you're old enough rings true. But sometimes you need an old head to help. Tony Rudiger can be that head. I'll stay on the Spuds game as if uh, as it's the most recent because obviously Dan wrote it after the Spurs game. Frank's tactic for Ali was perfect. Kante took care of them in the first 45. Not man-to-man, but enough to make him so focused on kicking us, he became pointless. Really good point. The back three were immense. We complain about Kepper with some good reason, but this shows what a proper back line does for a keeper. Good point again. I'll finish with something JK spoke about a number of times. We started slowly in recent weeks, and that has been our failing And I could not agree more. We were pilloried for being all-out attack at the beginning of the season, and then we started with the patient game, which we can do, but doesn't help us. In transition. I'd prefer to see our all-out attack in the first 30 minutes, and then figure it out. Then the ponderous work of the Everton game. That being said, even though we weren't red hot against Spurs, we were in control and had the upper uh, game over the 90 minutes. Have a top crimble and look forward to saying good day in 2020. I'm sure Russ has dropped the newsletter to you, but I have attached it to keep the blue flag flying high. Dan, I will forward that to you, Jonathan.
2: Thank you. I'd like that. Thanks.
0: So there you go. I think I agree with everything he said there. Actually, some really good points, certainly about uh, Ali, who I thought was his usual tit self. I love Uh, when he
1: went running over. When they did the first part of the uh, racism protocol, he went running over like the snide little shit he is to drop in some kind of funny, funny comment to the conversation going on between the managers. And then he realised what it was about and just sidled away like a little turd that he is.
0: He is. I, I, I'm really. It's a real shame that COVID, uh, Kovacic didn't get the opportunity to just smash him one in the face as well.
1: Yeah. Devastated. Next time. Yeah. Next time. Uh, no JK. more boohoo adverts for him when yeah, he's got like no face him. left.
0: I'd like to see him boohoo for real. Anyway, <laughs> Jonathan.
2: Hello. Uh, this is from Kenroy Justin. Dear Chelsea fan gang, including Dave Chidge. Oh, oh thank you. Yeah, you're there thank you. somewhere, Chidge, just on the edge. Um, here we are again with these Tottenham scum. Ooh. Uh, the one game in the season I absolutely don't want to lose. I'm sure we've covered the game itself sufficiently tonight. So what I want to discuss is the rivalry. I have this friend named Oz who just doesn't get the Chelsea Spurs rivalry. In my eyes, it's the second biggest in London after West Ham Millwall. Anyways, he always threatens to quit Chelsea and support the scum when he gets pissed off. He can't be a proper supporter. Uh, um, claims he likes the way they play and how they run, shaking my head. Or, but it's cool. He just d- just needs a little education on why you can't ever. Ever 20 Es have eyes for the scum as a Chelsea fan. I'm sure he'll be fully rehabilitated rehabilitated once he hears from you guys, plus about 100 Hail Marys and a scum anonymous meeting. (laughs) The battle of the bridge, the constant rows when we play them, etc. Even the players are into this rivalry. Hazard, Terry, Chesk, Harry Kane, Danny Rose... And as Frank Lampard, who once had to dodge a fan trying to punch him after a White Hart Lane FA Cup tie, put it, it's always worse to lose to Spurs because they make DVDs of it for 10 years. So (laughs) do it, Chidge, JK. Explain to him why this is bigger than Barcelona Real Madrid. Keep the anti-scum flag flying high. Kenroy Justin. Well,
0: well, I mean, you, you think Leeds are our biggest rivals, but I think that's the point. It, it depends on what age you are, I think. I mean, my understanding of the Spurs rivalry is the fact that it started pretty much uh, in 67, in the cup final, the first Cockney Cup final, which we lost. But not only did we lose it, we lost it to a Spurs side uh, containing Jimmy Greaves and Terry Venables, who had been two great players for Chelsea hitherto. Uh It was also kind of culminated in the kind of start of terrace culture. This is a period where, you know, Chelsea fans and other supporters from other clubs all started kind of congregating in terraces and singing and making a ruckus, and that's, that these are when the kind of the hooligan days started and the firm started. So the FA Cup is 67. From what I'm told, because I wasn't there, because I was only two at the time, but I'm told by those that were there, was the first kind of occasion of any aggro at uh, an FA Cup final. Uh, as I said, you know, these are the days when we started going around taking other people's ends and uh, all that kind of thing. So the enmity kind of started from that, uh, and then it just got worse and worse and worse during the 70s. Um, you know, particularly... Uh, they had a firm we had a firm yada 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 there was a big battle at white hart lane when we basically got relegated in 75 uh known as the battle of white hart lane so it's all that's that's kind of where it all starts but i think there's another thing that underpins all of this but back in the old days uh basically you supported your local team or there or thereabouts and of course london has a lot of teams which means that the chances of you going to school the next day or into the office the next day, having, be- having beaten Tottenham or losing to them and getting loads of grief from either your work colleagues or your schoolmates was very, very high if you went to school in London. So that's why there's- it's the locality thing, the London thing, mixed in with a little bit of the hooligan thing. That would be my take on it unless Jonathan and Alex have a better view.
2: Um, I wouldn't say that it started in 67 and went to its height because the Leeds thing went on all the way... Um, uh, obviously it was in the 60s but it went on to the beginning of the 70s um, uh, the Leeds
0: thing was more of a football rivalry though what you mean I rather than,
2: a, uh, than just a, a London rivalry Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, one always needs to have a, um, uh, a local team that one, one despairs of um, but uh, it was never Fulham because they were never quite good enough and it was never Rangers similarly um, though Fulham now hate us for reasons I don't quite understand because it was the big the big chum club originally
0: sibling rivalry mate yeah
2: in the end yeah absolutely but, but um yeah leeds was definitely uh um it, it was always because we were actually close to them in the division as well which wasn't the case with um
0: well all those cup Spurs. matches absolutely
2: too. absolutely
0: Remember the one where Lorimer got a goal chalked off for no reason at all in the last minute? or something? Yes,
2: yeah. For, I think it's because the referee hadn't written it hadn't. Um,
0: that was sixty-seven, actually, wasn't it? I think that was the semi-final. Yes, it
2: was. I was there. Yeah, yes, yeah. I was. That that was um, Villa Park. I was there. Hatley scored with a header. I remember. Um, oh dear, I'm very old. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, yes, I suppose it's um, uh, it's the accessibility as well. I think because. Um, you you get uh, you get large numbers of fans um, finding knowing the area so well. I might suppose you do it every club, but they you uh, you you. It's almost like it, it. There's a there's a rivalry to how many heads they can kick as well. I mean, I'll never forget the six one against Spurs when um, we came out of the exit and the police just didn't seem to be able to deal with the fact there were so many thousands of Spurs fans trying to kick anybody who was a Chelsea fan and uh, I mean understandably I suppose because they just lost 6-1 but um, even the other day coming back off to the uh, the station they now route you specifically to one station which goes back to Liverpool Street um, what is it North- Northumberland Place I think it is um, uh, there were intermittent crowds of Spurs fans attempting to get at us walking along this obvious normal route and were 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 sent at, sent away, were sent at bay by um, uh, Alsatians and uh, and horses. You know, know, 'twas ever thus. It's something I was. There thinking were
1: fans of. bottled on the way in as well.
2: I'm sure there were. I'm sure there were. It was a the
0: thing. Is you got the thing is you got to remember about Spurs fans as well. They got a terrible reputation for picking on, you know, in the old days. Uh, you know that what would be called civilians, as opposed to you know people who weren't in a firm or weren't hooligans. You know the Spurs love uh, beating up women and children, basically, because they're 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 too too shit scared to take on a firm that's going to give them a pounding, and that's what they do. (laughs) I mean, one of the funniest things you'll see on the internet. It came about a couple of years ago. Some Spurs fans were getting really leery. I think they were. were, I I don't. I can't believe they were playing Millwall. But anyway, they were getting leery uh, at some Millwall fans who were quite old. Was that
1: not Millwall's cup run?
0: It may have been Millwall's cup run, Alex, that's right, but this is up at Spurs, Uh and they were getting a bit leery with them, and basically the Millwall old old boys who were about 55, 60. Thought, no, we're not having that. Just went up and absolutely... He basically sparked one of them out with one punch. (laughs) One of the funniest things I've ever seen. The the other one ran away in his white Lonsdale trainers. So there you go. Mm. That's the other thing, Kenroy. They wear different clothes to us. There's just, just cultural differences like you wouldn't believe. So there you go. Anyway, we could go on about this all night. What I will say to you is that very shortly I will be releasing... On the Chelsea special platform, uh, the interview that me and Martin King did with Danny Harkins, who was the leader of the Shed in the 60s and the 70s, and uh, there is no better man to talk to about that time and why all these rivalries started than him. It's an absolute humdinger, so watch out for that. Right, Uh, last email is from Jeff Jones, the last email on the Tottenham game. He says, and the boys, and Alex, of course, writing this immediately after the final whistle, great win against Spurs. I hate that it is overshadowed by the racism directed at Rudy. Unfortunately, this is why I'm writing this email. Racism should be stamped out. It has no place in a civilised society. However, I don't think that a team walking off the pitch is the way to respond to it. Uh, That seems to be the pundit solution to it, and I vehemently disagree. Attention needs to be called to it. Racial abusers should be banned from stadiums, but I think a team leaving the pitch in protest is a mistake. It's surrendering in my eyes. I can't think of a better way to give the finger to racist football supporters than for a team to keep playing and beating the team whose supporters are hur- hurling the abuse. What are your thoughts? Blue is the colour, Jeff J. Um, very quickly, my own view on it is that yeah, I, I get that. Um, I don't think they should have to suffer it, and if they want to walk off, that's up to them. And I kind of understand why the protocols have gone that way. Personally, I think the the best way to deal with it um, is is possibly to to dock points or just have a complete stadium, but ban- you know, just get the supporters out on hold, and then you know people will get with the program. The thing that worries me about a lot of these solutions. Is that there is always a chance that um, you'll get team uh, supporters of teams, you know, sparking it up to make the other team get points docked or banned or whatever. So it's it's really really hard. I, I mean, I don't know the solution, Jeff. I just think it's appalling and something needs
1: to be done. Can I just say, because as I- an ethnic minority, I totally see what he's saying about not surrendering to them. But if I was racially abused at work, I would one hundred percent walk out of work.
0: Would you not want to smack the person in the face? I
1: absolutely would, but I can't because I'll get fired or I'll yeah. get fined. So I would not continue to work if someone was doing it to me. I would say fuck this shit and I would walk out.
0: Yeah, I mean, and there, there we go. And I mean, it's really interesting actually. A lot of the, the, the uh, you know, I, w- I mean, the Sunday Morning Show that I do is with Paul Mortu, who's a, who's a black guy. He used to play for Charlton. And of course, we know Canners very well, and they're very adamant about it, that the the guy should walk off the pitch. I think I they think, are. I, I could have that wrong, actually. Be. Maybe Morts doesn't think that. I don't know. I can't remember. I
1: think the way it is, is it's very much up to them on the day. If the players want to walk off, they can and there will be no sanctions. I think that's right. I don't think you should order them to walk off. I think in the light of it, if if Rudiger says, do you know what, it's only three or four of them over there and we're winning and fuck them. I want to do them then we go out and win the game. But if it's a whole stand, I think there's different nuances in how it's working. And if the player that's the victim says, I don't want to play anymore, then his teammate should not give him shit for wanting to walk off.
0: I mean, the other the other thing is, you know, I, I just wonder if, I mean, a lot of the whole kind of protocol thing is is, is the whole UEFA thing. And the trouble is that all falls down because UEFA don't back it up. They find these clubs, international teams usually, or actually it's been clubs as well, a pittance, which is pointless. And that's why I think it needs to be far more draconian, you know, kick them out of the competition, uh, you know, take points away from them, you know, complete stadium bans. Because actually, I know I don't like it because as a fan, I would suffer. But maybe that's the point. If enough of the fans who are not racist and who don't want this to happen are also suffering, maybe they will work harder to get this out of the stadium. Although on the other hand, I wouldn't, I, w- I wouldn't actually condone supporters really policing it because you, you know, you, you might be putting your bloody life in jeopardy. So I don't know. It's a very complex issue. We we need to move on because we we are chuntering away, or I am uh, very quickly uh, the usual roundup. Of course, there's been loads of them of the uh, the wonderful who knows wins promotion that we've been involved with for a while now, which is basically uh, every week I select. Uh, A load of matches, mostly Premier League matches, always involving Chelsea, of course. Um, And the idea behind it is that you you have an entry fee of five quid on your Who Knows Wins app. Um, And then you uh, predict whether it'll be a home win, a draw or an away win. And if you uh, get the most predictions right you win the pot of money available. So basically, if 10 people join in, it's 50 quid. If it's 20, it's 100 quid, and so on and so on. So the more that play, the bigger the pot is, the more chance you've got of winning uh, a decent wedge of money. There's You get money for a first, second, and third finish, uh, and it's great. It's basically having a bet on the football, but it's kind of um, a little bit more, I don't know. It's, you're not bet- betting against the bookies, which is pretty venal, if you ask me, uh, although it is governed by the same gambling rules. It's UK only, I'm afraid, so any people who listen to this show who are in the UK can play but all you have to do is download the app on app on the Apple App Store or Google Play you register an account you deposit some money and then you watch out for my tweet and Facebook post announcing the league because that will be where the link is that you then have to go to join the league and start to play. But I do put tweets up fairly regularly. But it is uh, it is actually proving to be huge fun, even though I tend... Uh, my form is very much like Chelsea's at the moment. So I do well one week and then do diabolically the next. Uh, and the last three games, because it's every kind of massive game day. So the next one, for example, look out for it now because uh, I've done all the uh, Premier League matches on New Year's Day, plus the West Brom Leeds game, because that makes it 10 games, and that also is on the telly, so you can watch that too. Uh, right, of course, if you've been at Brighton, you won't be able to, but you get the gist. Anyway, uh, the uh, the week of the Tottenham match, uh, Harrison Lego, he won. He did very, very well. He won pretty much 50 quid. Uh, Del Boy Stevie, J99, and Graham F uh, won just over a fiver, uh, and, and Darren Kimberley, and I won nothing because I came tied sixth, uh, in the next week, which would have been the uh, the Saints game. Mungo the Blue, he came first, and so did William C. They both won about 20 quid. Uh, Stevie J, he's doing well. Uh, he came uh, effectively third. And Nigel, Nigel Happy Bird, finally got in the money. Well done, Nigel. Uh, and then uh, for uh, the match yesterday, or the matches this weekend, should I say, William C98, he won again. Won about 13 quid. So he's on a bit of a roll at the moment. Stevie J, 99, he did as well. So there's there's some guys here that are getting really, really good at it. Um, And I won with Daryl 95p so there you go so i'm on a bad dose of form william and stevie are doing really really well but you know there's been a few different winners and uh you know as i said the more people that are in there the more money you can win so it's it's a it's a it's a lot of fun there's a chat room too so we all kind of have a bit of chat during the matches and uh and there you go it's all great fun i get on it as i said who knows wins go into your app store download the app uh register account put some money in and join in the game check out on twitter the Chelsea FanCast Twitter feed for uh, the link that I put up. There we go. Right, we're all, almost at the home straight. Part 4. Uh, a few emails, a few more emails. Plus, we'll look ahead to the Brighton and the Forest game. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football FanCast. Up the Chels... Right, welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast with me, Stanford Chidge, and the lovely Jonathan Kidd and Alex Churchill. Uh, we've got a few emails. We've already had a few on the Spurs games. These are a bit more generic. Before we do that, a quick uh, plug out for the Chelsea special. This is the new podcast that I've been doing. It's been a bit of a hiatus recently, but I can tell you that John Boyle. Gary Chivers and Paul Cannaval and the Terrace legend that is Danny Harkins will all be up soon. And our website, chelseaspecial.com, is almost alive and kicking. It's kind of there, so go and check that out. Um, But you can find all these podcasts at chelseaspecial.podbean.com or, as I said, just go to chelseaspecial.com and you'll find them all there. Uh, We are charging for these £2.99 each podcast because we're spending a lot of money on doing them. In other words, paying the players and all that kind of thing. So there are big costs involved. Uh, but they're really, really great because Martin and I, obviously, have got a good relationship with these guys. And they're, uh, they're opening up and telling us how it was. It's all very, very good. I do commend it to you. Right, JK, first email for you. It's a really, 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 really long one.
2: Oh, Chidge, how could you? Oh, everybody, go and get your mug of cocoa and take your slippers off and listen to this one. Kendall Douglas, to my favourite podcast. Oh, Kendall. We love you, Kendall. Uh, just wanted to drop a short email <laughs> and say happy holidays. Happy holidays. It's been a great one. We beat spuds in the arse. I'll raise a pint to that. Hope you're all well and let's keep winning. Kendall. Here, here bloody here. Ah, there you go. Thank you, Kendall. Great stuff. And to you. Nice. And happy New Year, mate.
0: Nice email, because it's nice and short. Now, I've got a rather serious email here, which I promised uh, the gentleman that I would read out. And this came out after our last podcast, uh, which uh, talked about the Everton game, if you recall. And he says, it's from Justin Langlands, And he says, hello, Chidge. Uh, although I've been a Chelsea fan and supporter since the late 60s, my first memory being our loss to Tottenham in the 1967 FA Cup final. I've only recently started listening to the Chelsea fancast. Overall, I've found it to be informative, funny and even cathartic. But I've now been driven to do something I never do, which is write an email to a broadcast programme because of your racist comment about Scottish people in relation to Duncan Ferguson and the Everton football team. At 12 minutes 51 on the Chelsea fancast 485, you elaborated on Jonathan Kidd's initial attempted explanation of Everton's motivational attitude toward the recent Chelsea game at Goodison as a Scottish proclivity to violence. I I must confess that I have Scottish blood in my veins and was insulted by this explicit and considered racist comment. Oh, come on. I think your ignorant remark was not only an insult to me and other listeners, but also to all the great Scottish players who have worn the Chelsea shirt with pride and contributed to the club's success. Charlie Cook comes to mind immediately, but also, of course, Tommy Doherty, George Graham and Pat Nevin to name just four. Billy... Gilmore has the talent and potential to follow in their footsteps. I hesitate to elaborate further, but I think I need to point out that this racist comment is similar to saying all Jewish people are mean with money, all black people are good dancers. Uh, and the irish are all stupid which of course are all racist stereotypes as i'm sure you're aware racism is on the rise again not only in football but in all parts of our society and throughout the world and consequently i believe it is all of our responsibility to challenge racism in all forms and not continue to spout these untruths and lies please publicly acknowledge that you made a racist a racist remark and apologize for your own sake as much as anyone else's yours sincerely justin langlands well, I, I did actually think about this. I read a few articles about it, uh, and I, I emailed James back, James, sorry, Justin back, and I did apologise for it because uh, he, makes, he makes a serious and quite a considered point, actually. Now, here's the thing. In, in law, I think it's the 1994 uh, either Hate Crimes or Race Act, I can't remember what it's called now, but it was, it was in the 90s they did it. Basically, the onus now... Uh, with hate speech and racist uh, slurs and all that kind of thing is very much on the person that receives the offence rather than whether the person who said it meant it or, you know, whatever their intent was. Uh, And the reality is I've offended Justin and, in Justin's view, I made a racist remark. So, on that basis, I apologise for any offence that I'd called him and took his point very seriously, as, in fact, we all should because, you know... It's about the person that's offended, not about the person who says it, and I think that's the the takeaway from this. So there you go. So I'm very sorry, Justin, and I shall be more uh, careful with what I say. I think. So there you I go. Say as
2: chid as Doug Rugby.
1: I'm just yep. Colin Henry, Duncan Ferguson. I uh, Scottish footballers have been. I um, some of the ones that I love were brutal. I love watching Scottish football because they take no prisoners. I mean, if that's what you were referring to. I think it's a well, great it, it, trait it, it, in Scottish football. Is that if I watch a Scottish football match, I sat and watched the Old Firm yesterday and thought, "This is not going to be any namby pamby. You poke me in the eye, rolling on the floor, rubbish. It's going to be proper blokes going at it." And it a
0: commitment, was. isn't there? Yeah, and, and that's the that I hear what you say, and I could sit here citing many times when you know Scotland, uh, Scottish, you know soldiers in in the wars and all the rest of it. I mean Duncan Ferguson got sent to Barlini prison didn't he for assaulting somebody so I could claim all of that but that's not the point the point is that Justin found it offensive and that's the point as yeah. long so, as your
1: apology says i'm sorry that you felt offended
0: i can't remember what i said in the email now. i'm not going to go and dig it out no. but the point no but the point is you know we you need to think about this it's not about what we think because we i'm not scottish it's a bit like, you know, uh, saying something quite casual about somebody who's black that might not actually, if I thought about it, be very offensive. But if they're offended by it, they're in a much better position to know about being offended by it than me.
1: Mm.
0: You see what I mean?
1: I do, but I don't agree.
0: <laughs> okay all right well there we go as i said justin in the email i i, I apologize for the offense cause and i will be more careful about what i say and you're right it's it's easy to slip into this if you're not careful i think
2: i think also you were attempting to be amusing so perhaps it's um
0: it, yeah but well, you see that, that that's the that's that's where I know I, I know I can't understand that i know but that's the trouble with me though jonathan i, I attempt to be amusing but i very very rarely manage to succeed in doing so <laughs> but there you go Jonathan, next email.
2: Uh, Adam Bradley. By the way, um, I was intrigued to say, elaborated on Jonathan Kidd's initial attempted explanation of Everton's Ooh. motivational attitude. So I clearly didn't do terribly well because I was attempting
0: tempted. Do- so basically I can blame you. If you'd have got it right, yeah. I'd have never had Indeed, to Indeed, you to wouldn't have had to intervene
2: that. and explain mm. it more competently. Yeah, I apologise. My fault. Uh, and I'm, uh, I'm half Scots as well. So... Um, Email three, Adam Bradley, Hi Chidge, Kiddo and Co. Well, this is a fun season, isn't it? It's been feeling like one of those exciting ride seasons that we have now and again. I'm thinking 83, 84, 88, 89, 93, 94, and 03, 04. Like those seasons, this year's that feeling of positive change and excitement and also fear adam because i always thought everything would come unstuck um there's also a little bit of smugness this time around in light of the constant criticism from everywhere about our so-called short-sighted business plans and lack of vision over the years meanwhile our russian genius owner has been developing his evil plan to create an academy of youth players that will be the envy of the world insert maniacal slavic laugh here He has met a sound very similar to to yours at the beginning, Alex. Do you notice that? Yeah,
1: I don't don't think that's so much Slavic as in like stereotypical Middle Eastern or you know, what was that film with the kid where he flew an aeroplane and David Suchet played the generic arab dictator oh
2: that's terrible that's my that makes my acting out to be completely useless
1: but
2: no i think you've i think you've yeah, got Is that better
1: it is i find it funny
2: but we'll probably get emails <laughs> am i being a bit racially stereotypical sorry about no
1: that. i
2: think maybe go deeper <laughs> that's
1: it yeah. thanks very
2: much thank you yeah, there we yeah. got there in the end he has metaphorically at least <laughs> Release the monster. And I don't just mean the estimable form of happy Zuma. In typical realistic fashion, us true blues aren't getting carried away, but enjoying the ride and seeing where it goes. Absolutely right, Adam. I'm so grateful we don't suffer as a club from delusional expectations, well, they do on Twitter, and a feeling of entitlement on the whole. We need to keep this proud tradition or hang up from the 70s and 80s. Clearly, Frank and the boys have a lot to learn, but are keen and learning fast. Nice to see the likes of Mason, Tammy and Ficayo showing their true Chelsea upbringing with their attitude in the Spurs game. I've made up a chant for you, as it's been the thing to do lately, to the tune of The Sun Will Come Out. Is that the sun will come out tomorrow? Is that, is that it? Is that the tune? Tomorrow, tomorrow, tamari, tamari, tamari. There's true blue in his DNA. I don't think that's the right tune, is it? Somebody help me! Somebody help me! Yeah. I've
0: no, I've no idea. I've no. I've never. I don't know what tune he's on about.
1: I can remember a song about the sun coming up. I can't remember who sang it. Hang on. I will employ the internet.
2: Oh, marvellous! I'll just hum a little bit till you get the uh,
1: rudimental, the... featuring James Arthur. Maybe I don't oh, know. Goodness, just goodness
2: That sun comes up. Oh, well, the sun. What will are the will words? And I'll tell the you the sun will come out. tomori, Tomori, fukuro, Tomori. There's blue in his DNA. Repeat ad infinitum. Tamari, tamari, fukuro, tomori. There's blue in his DNA. Tomori
1: tamari. Yes, yeah, possibly the rudimental song. I'm sounding always.
2: like um. Anthony Newley to Marie to Marie <laughs> <like>. to Marie
0: <laughs> the sun
2: come out to Marie to Coyote Marie, <laughs> Marie there's blue in his DNA
1: <laughs> let's go with that version thank you very much good
0: goodness me yeah. where are we I know it's <laughs> me next isn't it number four can't be Adam Bradley as
2: well though can it
0: no, I don't worry. It it, it it's uh, well, maybe it can. Maybe there are, there two, are two. Adam, 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 but no. Adam oh, i, no I Adam. Maybe it, no, I've probably fucked oh, up and given oh, somebody I the know. wrong name. I'm I'm really sorry. I i oh, shit. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> oh dear, they're probably all. They're, everybody's probably called Adam Bradley from now on because I cut and paste it anyway. Um, this one is from possibly Adam Bradley, but also possibly somebody else. For which I oh, yeah for which i apologize i think this is the real adam bradley that
2: last one wasn't oh god who was that then
0: so i don't know and i'm really sorry what a screw up i blame the christmas spirit mate anyway the real adam bradley says keep up the brilliant work you you all do on the podcast and love sports show we can't get enough of it it's especially important what you do for us supporters who live many miles away from chelsea i live in the distant depths of northwest london with your I know, that's very, very far away from Chelsea. And with the amount of goons and spuds living around here, I feel, it feels like a million miles away when they start bleating about a small pocket of the city we rule. All the best and up the Chels. Adam Bradley, brilliant email, Adam. And uh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Jonathan.
2: This is Daniel Cabral. I just wanted to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas, and I haven't been on Mixler lately. My three-year-old Tiago and 15-month-old Leo rather would
0: rather, rather
2: listen to something else. <laughs>
0: shame on them daniels bad parenting oh dreadful merry christmas and happy
2: new year back at you well done well done
0: i think i remember i remember getting daniel a a shirt a a shed end shirt from the stall and got jason cundy to sign it i think so i hope you still got it there you go right this is from barrett oh we got more singing goodness gracious me barrett duperon Double, 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 William has scored a double, and the shit from the lane can fuck off again because William has scored a double. I like full. that. I like that. Anyway, happy holidays to everyone involved with the fancast and a big thanks for everything associated uh, that you do for the supporters. Up the Blues, Barrett Duperon. Well, happy Christmas and happy New Year to you too, Barrett. Uh,
2: this is from uh, Adam Walsack. Hello, Chak. Valchak. How about Valchak? Val- Valchak. Val, Val, Adam,
0: Val, Val, anyway, Adam, Adam won that um, Hyundai thing we did oh, last yeah, year. Do yeah, you remember? Yeah,
2: yeah. 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 Uh, Hello, chaps. I've finally started to listen to podcasts as I cycle to and from the city. Your show is excellent. Thank you very much. It presents well-balanced views that are not simply about sticking a finger in the dike if things are not going so well on the pitch. I don't agree with all your views. Certainly the one about Robin being the best player we've seen is spot on. Imagine if Jose had been more patient with him and his injury. With regards to chanting... JK hit the nail on the head. Thanks very much indeed, Adam. What happened to those chants we sang five to ten years ago that were not controversial, only contained one swear word per stanza? The ones I miss in particular are Chelsea here, Chelsea there, Chelsea... That's got a swear word, isn't it. What? That's got a swear
0: word. No, you was said saying, one oh, only one. Yeah, only yeah, yeah. One yeah, yeah, yeah. true, true enough. A, yeah.
2: Uh, come along, come along, come along and sing. What, what was that one? Sing the Chelsea song.
0: Come along, come along, come along and sing this
2: song yep. with the boys in blue. Division two. We won't be here for long. Yeah, what's happened to that one recently? Blimey, Mr. I don't know. It's
0: one that's the one I used to banging
1: on about. Spurs losing seven-two at home.
0: Yeah, but I, I used to do that in the pub. I used to stand on the table and sing that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that one immensely.
0: And the Tommy Baldwin song. I like I used to that sing one. Particularly when we just on the won the, table. the Premier League, I thought that was really sort of. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, Chelsea.
2: Chelsea, that's been in and out. We've heard that one. That was the original one. In fact, I come from an era when, when we used to go, Chelsea. Chelsea. That was considered unbelievably avant-garde and radical. That was really, wow. <laughs> God, what are you doing? Jonathan, what are you doing? What's that? Wow. Um, uh, and even the odd, we love you, Chelsea. That's true, actually. We, haven't we, well, we'd been having that at the end of the games, haven't we, With um, initially, when uh, we lost to Liverpool, we had that. That was wonderful, in fact, the support for Frank with that one.
0: Yeah, um, I agree with that. I would say the
2: atmosphere at the games in the 80s was similar. I witnessed many a nil-nil where the most interesting part was Ken Bates'
0: notes. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) Everybody was
2: always pouring at the the programme because he was very interesting, who he was insulting. The difference is we're supposed to be successful now. Um, Although you're correct to point out we tend to go mad at the big games. It seems even the MHL is not the same as it used to be. You can only see madness at a ways. That's very true. Um, Best wishes, Adam Valdsack, uh, theleftback.co.uk. I was intrigued to see on one of those videos, um, all the Chelsea fans in the shed singing, you'll never walk alone, which of course was, uh, was just a a general football song. Wasn't um, just the, uh, the property of, uh, of the Scousers. It was everybody had a go at it. And so there's a, there's a slightly bizarre video of us singing it in the shed. Um, have you seen that? It's on YouTube, Chidge. You seen that?
0: Well, I have. Yeah, I have. Yeah. And it was all the, it was all the rage then, well, as as many of them were. But we were just learning then. There's another one. One man went to Mo needs more outings, according to Andy Willis. Hello, Andy. By the way, I couldn't agree with him more. There's a new song though that uh, you were both alluding to, which I like a lot actually, and I look forward to singing this one. Do you know the one I mean? Yeah, we've like got the Frank Lampard. Um, uh, we've got super Frankie Lampard. Lampard. He He's got everything he we need. We need. Tamori at the back. Tammy in attack. Chelsea's going to win the Champions League. I yes, like that I a like lot.
1: their enthusiasm.
0: I like that I'm not a lot. sure about factually
1: this season but I do like
0: it. Well you have got a dream.
1: Absolutely. You see what I what
0: I would what they what they missed a trick though yesterday. They should have been singing we've got super Frankie Lampard. He's got everything we need. Tomori at the back, Tammy in attack. Chelsea's going to win the Champions League again. It's Remember when true. we used to sing that? Yes. yes. And we we'll, and, and we we'll really shake them up when we win the Football League again, you know. That was always used to be the thing, wasn't it? But there you go. Ah, there we go. Not often you get Chid singing on a show, but uh, well, there's I'm a good chidge, reason for that. So. somehow
2: escaped me. I don't know why, because I'd written it down. I couldn't remember the tune. I sang oh. it a few times, though. Well, hummed it, as I do. I don't sing in the...
0: I bet Alex sang it, didn't you, Alex?
1: No. I'm too, no? too classic. Do you know what? My great-aunt told me I could mouth the words to the songs, but I wasn't to shout, because it was not nice neither was girls drinking out of pint glasses and if i was ever wearing a skirt when i went out i should wear tights unless i was at the seaside otherwise it made me a slag oh and she said tits or legs never get both out at the same time
0: okay (gasps) julie noted i'll I'll remember that okay uh (laughs) last (laughs) last but by (laughs) no you have almost i didn't quite know where to go with that right uh, last one. This is brilliant. This is my favourite email. Um, so uh, I, I might have called somebody else's the email of the week. I called Adam's email of the week. Uh, not Adam. I've got Adam on the brain. No, it was Adam. It's was Valky, wasn't it? Uh, but uh, this is also, uh, if I can have two emails of the week, then so be it. And this is from Sue Droney. My name is Sue Droney, and I'm Greg's long-suffering wife. Uh, Because Greg White writes in a lot, if you recall. He says, Kidding, but not when it comes to Chelsea. Greg gets a little down when we lose, so we don't plan many nights out if there's been a Chelsea loss. Very sensible, Sue. My question regards, who has the best ever Chelsea hairstyle? Our top three are, uh, in third place, Ian Britton, best Lioness haircut. Uh, Two, Ron Harris, best comb-over. And number one, Marcus Alonso, best George Michael haircut would love your views, and I'm happy Greg and I can contribute to the hard-hitting topics. <laughs> <laughs> hope to meet you at the pub for the Norwich game. I look forward to that. It'd be great to see you guys over. Do remind me, won't you, when you're coming over. Uh, sending our and love, Sue and Greg Droney, to Womba, land of Oz. I hope also, I've no idea where Womba is, but I hope you're not caught up in the awful bushfires. In fact, all of our Australian mates uh, and uh, anybody going out there, but particularly our mates who are based in Australia, uh, please have all of our love and best wishes and hoping that you're not caught up in the fires, which look absolutely awful. Um, anyway, uh, hairstyle, Alex, uh, not, not not, trying to be sexist here by going to you first, but uh, your view on hairstyles?
1: Alonzo and his Wham! hairdo has rocked my world. Um, Willie Ann's as well, definitely, because it's just the longevity is impressive. Uh, he's done nothing with it for literally ten years, and yet still looks quirky and awesome. What about Paulo Ferreira? Paulo Ferreira, oh, do you know what man? That How did man he not get in sweat there? Sweat for an hour and a half, and still look like sex on legs at the end of it, and Mate, like, I, not I've, I've, I, always,
0: I always fancied Paulo Ferreira, and I, I'm very proud of myself actually. That towards the end of his career, I was in the Matthew. I think I might have been in the lower. But oh, I, I started and did this many times at the Paolo Ferreira chant in honor of and homage to one of my favorite Chelsea haircuts. Basically, the coolest and most beautiful man I think ever to play for Chelsea, Jonathan.
2: Um, you have to have John Dempsey in this list.
0: Oh, comb over. In,
2: in terms of comb overs, I don't think, yeah. think uh, Chopper had a comb over particularly. He just it was a bit sort of shaggy and perhaps the parting moved around a bit, but. Um,
0: Nigel, Happy Bird agrees with you about John Dempsey on uh, mix. Good,
2: it was uh, absolutely ridiculous because he was going bald, but he decided that he would still have a kind of, I don't know, blob of a haircut, and it got longer and longer and more and more more and more silly. So, um, yes, he's
0: Clive Walker.
2: Uh, well, Clive was also going bald, so he, he was kind of sort of dribbled down with a big pair of sides which you had to have at the time. Um uh, what
0: about Rudy's dreads?
2: They were rather good, though, weren't they? I mean, best, so we're talking about best ever hairstyle rather than the most ridiculous one, aren't we? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, Louis
1: isn't
0: going
2: to win it, is he? No, no, not no, anymore. No, he's Arsenal. That's <laughs> true. Um, I think Chelsea reject. Poor old Ian Britton. I mean, he just had the ability to grow abundant, ridiculous hair. It was just kind of man yeah, also they're... as
1: well you know dropper wandered around with that horrible little ponytail the whole oh, time he yeah, played yeah, for yeah. us but then when he shaved it off the whole of female chelsea didn't went hello hello. hello.
0: <laughs> yes he did he was a fine looking man as well. all right okay goodness. i hope i i hope that's given you a bit of a taste to see i really hope that we see you and uh and greg in the pub that's so do is silly
2: as well just as the last one
0: no, just his... yeah i just want to attack yeah. him
1: with clippers
0: yeah. yeah, good point. All right, enough, 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 enough. That is, in fact, all all the emails we've got this week. Lots of them this week because, of course, we've had a bit of a break. Uh, we do love getting them from you, so do. And we always read them out, as you well know. So, if you want to email us, send it to chelseafancast at gmail dot com and try and get them in before Monday. Otherwise, they might miss the cut. Now, we've got a few uh, minutes to spend talking about the Brighton. And the uh, forest game, of course, Brighton's on New Year's Day. I have to say, I, I, am a bit, you know, I don't like all these bloody Christmas games. Oh, it's just
1: shut up, Chidge! It's awesome. Really, you know that you get oh. that bloody horrendous dinner out the way, get the washing up done, and then it's just football for the rest of the Christmas yeah, but... break. It's
0: it, it's not because you see my family are not into football well, at then all, I just, and they I and they, you, they see please. me at home and they they see me at home and they expect me to be with them. I would I would much prefer the winter break to be over this period of the year so I don't miss out on the football. Well, That's what I'm saying.
1: I'm I feel sorry for you, but I'm not having it. I love it. You need to. You well, need all, to get I also, family also.
0: Well, okay. Can I can can I be in your family, yes, Alex? Because
1: all we do is right, drink and watch football over Christmas.
0: I'd, I'd fit in very well, wouldn't I? Yes. I can cook you need too. To I can swear cook. More. Oh, I, well. I mean, I, 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 you've, you've, you've seen me away from the microphone. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Have you know. Indeed. I, I use will use next Christmas. I use it as fucking punctuation. In fact. Yes. Um, anyway. Um, okay. So that's settled. I'm now going to. I'm actually. I'm, I'm now going to. Uh, going to actually fulfil a lifetime ambition and become a Churchill. Yay. So there you go who knew Winston has nothing on me right uh, uh, anyway granddad.
1: That,
0: or granddad <laughs> if you're Alex exactly <laughs> um anyway Brighton moving on to Brighton which is on New Year's Day which of course is a public holiday which means it's impossible to get to because there's no public transport but other than that it's a great time to have a football match or is it for Chelsea I mean the one thing that that, that uh, uh, endears me to it Jonathan is the fact that it, it's away um which uh, as you know we clearly do much better at. but i have to say mate i mean brighton who are in 14th on 23 points um which doesn't seem a lot but i mean you know they're brighton people most most people expect them to get relegated but their recent results just just uh, hear this hear this hear this uh most recently they beat bournemouth 2-0 and i thought they were fantastic that goal by moy was brilliant. They lost 2-1 to Brighton. I think they were they were robbed, weren't they? As I no, recall. Too, not to Brighton. Box...
2: With it. They lost to
0: Sorry, they lost to Tottenham yeah. on Boxing Day away. I think they were robbed, weren't they? I can't remember. I'm
1: sure VAR had something fuckwitting yeah. to do with it.
0: Yeah. They lost to Brighton. Oh, fucking hell. Get your teeth in. They lost to Sheffield United 1-0 and that's no uh I mean, you know, no, they they're a good side Sheffield United, so I wouldn't beat them up about that. And they drew with Palace in the uh in the uh, uh the um the you know the seagulls versus the eagles derby, whatever they call it, they're a tough nut to crack, I think, and they like to play football. But as I said, Jonathan, I think that might actually play into our hands.
2: Yes, because they won't be playing the, the, the two banks of five, will they? they? They'll unless he decides that's the way to play. I don't. i haven't done enough about them. Have they been playing that way at home? Have they been playing that way away? Do they play that way? Is it a defensive setup and they they attack you on the break? Is it that? Or is it that they're slightly freer? Because if they're freer, but, it'll play into our hands. Yes. Alternatively, well, he, out- he's perhaps got to try and 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 do what he did in the second half against uh, Arsenal and um, set them up so that we set, set us up so that we break quickly. Um, I don't know. It's it's going to be uh, another interesting one. It's going to be another exploration as to what he sets up with and what he what tactically how he works it out. I, I don't know what. What works against Brighton? He's obviously a very good manager. What's his name? Potter. Um, yeah. He's uh, Harry Potter. He's got. Some, uh, <laughs> he's getting it. So he's not a, a great wizard. A manager. Probably it would work best if he was foreign. Then he could be uh, put, uh, Potter, uh, put
0: Potter, Potter, Potterini. Yeah.
2: Potterini. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you, you have to say uh, or, um, but, um, no. But no, I'm, I'm intrigued because they're playing well and they're going to be a tough nut but I think we might we might beat them because we're, we're a bit like that at the moment so yeah you know so let's see you know once again it's it's like our, our, our um um our, our friend at the end there was saying it's uh it's a bit 83 it's a bit eighty three eighty four 84 it's it's um as uh what's his face was it um was talking about it uh oh god who was doing it um wasn't one of the emails one of the emails yeah it was it's probably Adam Bradley uh,
1: (laughs) he wrote them all so yeah they're
2: all by
0: Adam Bradley this week
2: all by Adam this week but yeah it's it's that thing where you go along and think well I'm not quite sure what team is going to turn up but in a in a kind of positive way because you think particularly after the way that Frank handled them in the in the second half against Arsenal he can move it about a bit let's see what happens and particularly the the joy once again of seeing Lamptey play was coming in was um, and doing really well, and he put him in because of his speed was uh, was genius. So uh, there are moments where I'm finding this season really exciting, despite us being so inconsistent. It's um, I'm it,
1: not annoyed at our, well when we walk away from Stamford Bridge having lost two 0 to Southampton. I'm mm, annoyed, but mm. I'm really not angry and I'm not nappy shitting about our inconsistency because we are still way better off than I thought we'd be this season Um, I'm taking it with the comedy approach in that this is all stuff that I trust Frank to get right eventually Mm.
0: So what do you you think about the Brighton game Alex? Uh,
1: We better win if I have to slog it all the way down there and walk for six miles to get away from the ground afterwards because it's in the middle of nowhere
0: yeah, I know, it's a bastard to get yeah. to. You should all go and stay with Dan Silver, because he lives in Brighton now.
1: Excellent. I will begin WhatsApping him on the group as soon as we hang up.
0: <laughs> Indeed, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm feeling quite confident, although I, I do agree, we're a bit of a Forrest Gump side, aren't we, at the moment? Chelsea are like a box of chocolates. You just don't know what you're going to get. And... Uh, but I think the fact that we were away, the fact that Palace, uh, Palace, the fact that Brighton like to play football, they play up <sighs> from the you back. You are
1: now dead to Brighton because you called them Palace. I don't really care. May you're going to get really death and everything.
0: Well, I had uh, a Brighton season ticket holder uh, round to my gaff uh, the other day for lunch. So Did you call you him I a Palace got... fan? No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. You come to blows. No, I didn't, because he's six foot four and he used to be my builder. Ah, yes, good idea not to get. So there involved. you go. Yeah. He's a lovely bloke, actually. He now runs three takeaways in Brighton Thai takeaways, and they are the absolute bollocks. Kemp Thai. If you live in Brighton, get a, a takeaway from my mate Phil Kemp Thai. Or well, maybe so get one by
1: the side of the A road when you're waiting five hours to get away from the well, ground.
0: Well, indeed. All right, now on Sunday, uh, one of the most exciting days of the year for me, which is the first, uh, well, it's the third round of the FA Cup, but for us the first round, always a great occasion, and we've got Nottingham Forest. I'm very upset that we haven't got them away actually, because I I love Nottingham and it would been fun to have a trip up there. Now, of course, they're in the Championship; they're fifth at the moment, so in the playoff positions. The Championship is a very, 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 very tough league, and it, it seems to have this, uh, you know, pattern of everybody beats everybody. Um, so if you lose, it's no shame. Now, their, their recent form, they, they're on a good run at the moment. Well, I say that. They, they've they won their last two games. They beat Wigan 1-0, and they beat Hullaway 2-0. But before that, they lost to Huddersfield 2-1. Huddersfield are in 19th position, um, and they lost 4-0 to Sheffield Wednesday, which is a real drubbing at home, and Sheffield Wednesday are in sixth position. So, they're a bit up and down as well. And they've got this manager who I just want to call Mini Demucha, but it's actually uh, Lamucci, isn't it, Jonathan, I think?
2: Yes, yes. He looks a bit like Gab Calloway, though, so I think you're... Uh,
0: OK, up, yeah. well, he's another one of these foreign chappies that have come in to, you know, rescue the club. I've got a soft spot for Forrest because of the, the Clough and what they did in the late 70s and, and the early 80s. And, we, of course, we played them in the FA Cup last year, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We, we did
2: indeed. So seem but to be constantly uh, um, drawn with them in either uh, the League Cup or the FA Cup. Um, I've got a forest friend, and uh, uh, and I visit him, and we dance amidst the trees. No, no. Is he uh, a, a friend?
1: I've
2: got a, a, a friend who's a forest fan, and he said that he doesn't think that they'll take it seriously, and that he'll put seven reserves in, and uh, um, and we'll just win it completely easily. Because that's the way it's going this season. He thinks that he won't take it. The manager won't think it's a serious match. So let's see. Let's see what happens.
0: Is that you or Bertie? That no, me, sorry. That's
1: Although right. it did make Bertie stir.
0: I bet it did. Um, I think they're a very different team from last year. I think they're a better team uh, than they were last year. When they had Karanka in charge, it was all going very horribly wrong for them.
1: Was that Mini Mourinho? Is that that guy?
0: Yeah, yeah, it you know, but they were just, went wrong, didn't it? Yeah, I think they were just about to fire him, or they just had fired him when we played them. But I think they're they're a, a different team this year; they're a better team, and of course, we're a different team. So I think I think it's this is no pushover on Sunday. I think it could be quite a tough match, but you know, I would expect Chelsea to win, and I bloody hope so because it'd be nice to get a bit of a cup run this year. Well, as I said, if if
2: he doesn't play, take it seriously, and as this guy says, and put seven reserves in. Then it's not going to be a problem.
0: Well, I wonder what we'll do. I mean, maybe we That's should play true. some of the youngsters. Jonathan, maybe we should yeah. play some of the youngsters like Alonso if, and Pedro. If and we Giroux. go
1: any younger, we're going to have four-year-olds running around on the pitch. So,
0: well, it'll be interesting to see what he does. I mean, he picked a very uh, young team against Grimsby, didn't he?
1: He did. I loved those two kids that came in. One was a left back, and he looked as Madsen. yeah. Looked as impressive as um, Lamptey did on the left and the other kid that came in as well was he a defensive midfielder Gay. yes he looked really good as well so yeah I'd love to see those two again
0: mm, I think so well you know fingers crossed it'll be good fun I mean unfortunately I'm, I'm doing the uh the uh, love sport breakfast show on Sunday but I, I finish at 12 and I will then hop foot it over to Stamford Bridge I may not have time for a pint which is troubling me but I will be at the match which is not troubling me because I'm really looking forward to it so uh, I will be on let's... an
1: aeroplane on the way to Bangkok oh lo- lovely how long are you out there for Just eight days it's the longest lost property retrieval most elaborate lost property retrieval mission in the history of the world because wow. somebody left a 250 pound rolling stones painting in the airport and they're going to throw it away because it will have been a year in April so
0: that'll be bad. yes it
1: will it? so we have to go back and get it
0: OK, well, have fun in <laughs> Thailand for a short time. All right, well, me and Jonathan will be at the Forest game. Um, Alex will be at the Brighton game. Uh, I won't. I shall be watching it on the television. I hope it is on the television. It is on the television, isn't it?
1: Uh, I th- oh, yeah, there's the the whole day on Sky. They're showing all ten, remember, on New Year's Day. Are they? All so right. they show nine on New Year's Day, and then there's one on the second, and they're bragging about showing them all. There's some elaborate advert with Louise trying to be funny. Oh, is
2: that, is that on oh. Sky, not Amazon? It's on Sky. Sky, yes. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to Amazon, Amazon. That's right. Mm. I think they did well, well,
1: actually, just quickly, Amazon, with their coverage. Indeed. They were better than when BT first started and it looked like a really bad school play
0: hmm well there you go well i look forward to both of those games um but there we go so that's it that we've come to the end my god a marathon monster 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 show tonight but we had loads to talk about so it's no surprise really anyway that is all we've got time for this week uh, and that is it until next monday uh january the 6th it'll be a whole new year uh, and i'll be joined by jonathan of course and the right uh reverend tony glover who is not very well at the moment. Poor old Tone. So, Tone, if you do listen to the show later on, I hope you feel better soon, buddy. And uh, we'll be speaking to him next Monday, and we'll be looking back at the matches we've just talked about uh, against Brighton and Nottingham Forest. Uh, There's no Chelsea fan cast on Love Sport Radio this Friday, uh, but I will be doing a show with Matt Beadle from 7 o'clock till 11pm, talking all football as well as Chelsea. So do give it a listen. And don't forget that I now do the Sunday Love Sport breakfast show from 8 o'clock in the morning till midday every Sunday with the lovely Paul Mortimer, who used to play for Charlton, amongst other things. Uh, so phone in, join in the show, debate with us live. The number to call is 0208 70 20 And, of course, Love Sport is now national. It's gone national, Jonathan.
2: Hooray! I shall make yeah, sure that just... I'm there eventually.
0: Yeah. Well, the, you're back on the Friday. 10th. Friday the 10th. Yeah. I think am I, on yeah. the, I think the 17th. I've no idea without looking at the schedule. And I owe you a new schedule, actually. One is coming shortly. Anyway, Love Sports now national. So it's on your DAB radio, your digital channels. And, of course, you can listen to it on Radio Player TuneIn or lovesportradio.com if you don't uh, live in England. Uh, it's also available as a podcast uh, shortly afterwards, as all of our shows are on ChelseaFancast.com, Acast, Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, and other podcast distributors. And you can follow the show on Twitter, please do, at Chelsea FanCast. You can follow me at Stanford Chinch, Jonathan at JonathanKidd, Alex at CFCGWLB. Uh, and of course, don't forget to check out the website, ChelseaFancast.com. And as ever, thanks to the lovely bloggers who are uh, Alex, of course, and Nick Stroudley at Nick Stroudley. Jonathan Ellis at Clitheroe Blue, Dean Mears at Dean Mears, and of course our other wonderful Chelsea fancasters, uh, for whom I should give a massive thank you for their hard efforts throughout this year, 2019. Oh, Clayton Beerman, who's at goalie fifty-nine, Joe Tweedy at Joe Tweedy, uh Tony at Grocerjack UK, Dan at DanSilves 73, and of course, uh, Liam Toomey at Liam underscore Toomey, and finally a big thank you to Dane Whittle who has taken over the job of uh, running our Instagram account at Chelsea Fancast. Doing a brilliant job, they puts up some really really good content. So do follow us on Instagram too. Now, on behalf of Jonathan and Alex and everybody who's uh, joined me on the Chelsea Fancast this year, I'd like to wish all of our lovely lovely listeners. A very happy New Year and uh, massive, massive thanks to your support this year. It's been tremendous as always. Here's to 2020, a new year, a new decade. Let's keep it Chelsea. So, Jonathan and Alex, thank you so much for uh, a very monster show tonight.
1: Woo!
2: Lovely to be on as always with the lovely Alex. And what a, uh, what
1: a good job we're so interesting, chids
0: well I know I mean I, I mean, you know I, I didn't even realise we'd been at this for two and a half hours mate I know so you know you must be interesting otherwise I'd have fallen <laughs> on oh, the you are
2: three quarter hours
0: is it oh Christ I've got a bit of editing to do then anyway you two have been brilliant tonight as you have been all year it's it's, it's honestly it's an absolute delight to do this show with all of you lot it, it's a uh, It's never, ever a chore. It's always great fun. I love you all for it. And I hope to see you very, very, very soon. Right. You lot out at Mixler are also tremendous. Um, Honestly, our Monday nights are absolutely made by having your company uh, in the chat room. And you're brilliant for doing that. So I hope you have a great new year. Let's hope Chelsea go from strength to strength i'm sure they will so thank you for listening see you next time until in fact see you next year until then keep it blue keep it carefree and keep it chels up the chels, the chels. happy new year, happy new year.